I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like Hand Grenade, Darian, and John Kazansky. That's wrong. Kosanki. Coming up on TMS, ask your doctor if Asifex is right for you. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Orange car, yo. <laughs> First three pointy boobs. No wellness to check. I don't want to be Karen. Children of Potter. Abandoned orange looks sus. I don't like plastic cheese. Past the point of wellness. Planet touchdown. Alf is not a dog. Never ending lift story. Tick on the tire. He's six considerations with tom all the questions none of the answers with randy and nicole and more on this episode of the morning stream whoa hey there players welcome to the love shack take off your shoes grab a brew and be somebody ask your doctor if ass effects could be right for you This is the Morning Stream with Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett. Big ol' freaking dirt blanket. Hello and welcome to TMS. It's September 27th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Hello. Happy Wednesday. Happy middle of the week. That's right, man. Another hump day. Another day for us to do Wednesday shit on. I, You know, I was just thinking... Um, but here in Fletcher there, I haven't heard from Fletcher in about a month and a half. Oh, really? Wow. So Scott, if you're listening, I know him and his wife listen to TMS on the regular, yeah. especially yeah. Wednesdays. Cause they get the whole shit out of luck.com thing. <laughs> just check. Let's do I'm just doing a hell. Oh, this reminds me. I need your advice, Brian, on something. You ready for Ooh, advice? Good. Time? Yes. Are you kidding me? Hell heck yeah. I love I'm this. so glad. Hell you, yes. I'll say hell. I'm yes. glad hell this yes. came up because I don't know why I haven't mentioned this on the show. Cause it's been a month now and I, sh- and I keep meaning to bring it up. And get the tadpoles take, get your take. So here's the deal. There's an orange car. I don't have a picture of it. It's not. It doesn't show their license, so it's not like anything incriminating. Okay. But there's an orange car that has been parked in front of my house for now a full thirty days, a month. And oh, I, really? I, I thought at first, first few days, I thought, oh, they just are parking there when I'm not seeing them, and so every time I see it, they're just not in it and and they are happy to be parked there so i just thought well this is just where they're parking and that's fine we don't really care it's a busy you know area people park all over the place because their garages are full or whatever it's not a big deal but then i thought well this is too weird because in the morning and the afternoon and at the night doesn't matter when i'm out there it's still there all the time and and you can tell i mean it hasn't just like moved a little bit like they're 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 
coming in at night, driving somewhere, parking at first thing in the morning before you get up kind of thing? Well, what I did, so glad you asked yeah. that. Yeah. Good. I went out there with a little bit of chalk. <laughs> <laughs> did you really? Like yeah. a meter made? Yeah. Like a week into this thing, I went out there and made a little tick on the tire. Yeah. And then the point, yeah. and then right where that tire met the ground is where I put the tick on the tire <laughs> and the tick on the ground. So I created a little locking, you know, chalk oh, tick. Oh, sure. Sure. Nothing to harm the car, you know. You could have, why not just put it at the very top of the tire and remember that the chalk mark was at the very top of the tire? I mean, I could have done that. This seemed more accurate for some reason, but you're not okay. wrong. I could have done it that way. At least, um, well, I mean, yeah. At least you didn't have to get on your hands and knees to make a chalk mark on the bottom of a tire right exactly so Again, i was just that's the way the meter maids do it is they do a chalk mark on the top of the tire oh they they actually this is a thing they do i didn't know that yeah oh yeah oh yeah. okay <laughs> i didn't For know it was a thing back when i was in, in college and there were streets where um you know you had two hour parking but we had four hour classes so we'd have to go out and move our cars about halfway through the uh um through the uh the day and we could see them actually driving their little machine, their little uh, mini cars, and they'd have a little piece of chalk on a stick. And this, as they went by, it was like, oh, wow, the tires. Yeah, I didn't know. See, this is fascinating. I didn't know how they would, yeah. but I, I this makes sense. Same reason they want to see if they're leaving or not leaving, and and all that. So that's what we did. And I yeah. thought, yeah. well, this will tell me. And then I watched it very closely for the next three days, three four days after that. And even though the chalk was starting to fade, we had rain one day. You could still see it, though. It was like a pink chalk. It's one of the kids' chalks. Mm -hmm. And uh, it had moved. And so yeah. then we got busy and all this stuff with Kim's sister and all this stuff going on, people out of town, all this stuff going on. I've been busy, crazy September. I kind of just blocked it out, just kind of forgot about it. Sure. But that sure. car is still, to right this minute, still there. And so huh. my question to you and to the world at large is... When that happens, there's two things that come to my mind. One, someone ought to do a, a wellness check on somebody. I don't know whose car that is, though. It's a mm. problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So since I don't know that, I can't really go to a door and knock, make sure someone's okay or not. Um, the only other thing is, who do I call and say, like, is that a police thing? Is that a tow company thing? Is that a think, HOA thing? Yeah, I don't I know who to start call. With, you start with your local police, not the obviously not the emergency line, but just call right. local police and say, hey, I've had a car that uh, has been in front of my house for uh, 30 days, hasn't moved, think it's abandoned. Um, and you don't see any sort of signs of like stuff inside the car that makes it look like it was stolen or abandoned. No, in fact, or it's like clean, okay. uh, no wreck marks, no, not even scratches. It's relatively new. You know what? I am going to bring yeah. it up on my yeah. phone. I'm going to show you this car. There you go. Yeah, because it'd be one thing if say, it was some, you know, a abandoned hunk of junk or something, you know. This, but this car has been sitting in front of my house for thirty days, and my God, the dog barking in there is driving us nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna send it to myself. Um, yeah, it's nothing like that. In fact, I did the the very, you know, that week where it first showed up and didn't leave. I did check for. I just thought, well, is there something funky going on? Is there anything weird? But there's no. Not even baby seats, no animals in there. Uh, it's not tinted, yeah. so I can see everything. Let's see. Here's the image. Um, can I open that in a browser? No. Let me. We got a proprietary format issue going on here. Hold on one second. Oh, it's that HVAC. That HEIC nonsense. Yeah. I mean, I get why they do it. You got the live yeah. photo thing, but geez, make it easier to convert. It is an irritating uh, format. All right. There it is. And then I'll give you a copy. So this is the. 
Uh, so chat, you're looking at it. Brian, here's yours. So this is, uh, it's a little, actually, I'm not even oh, yeah. sure what that is, that make. Um, oh, yeah, that's a nice car. Yeah, it's a cute little, uh, you know, little orange little dude. It's, um, I think it's, I don't know, might be a Hyundai or a Honda or a, it's a kind of Japanese car, I definitely, think. Definitely begins with an H, though, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's got, it's got the, uh, and it's been abandoned, which sounds like yeah. an H a little bit. Um, but yeah. it's got, uh, you know, like I said, it's like newish. Um, it's got plates, so it's not like mm-hmm. we couldn't do that part of it. Um, nice little dent in the uh, the right in front of the back uh, yeah. passenger side tire. Yeah, and that's uh, the only place I've noticed any damage on it. But really? I wasn't, so I mean, yeah. yeah. So I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking that close. So what it doesn't look like. None of the. I did check to see if any of the windows looked like they'd been jimmied, or you know, any kind of break in kind of stuff. And I can't tell of any. So that thing's just freaking sitting there, and I think I should do something, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, someone in the chat says, "Go ask your neighbors." I got like a hundred neighbors within eye shot of this thing. Like they're not gonna, nobody's gonna know. I mean, yeah. I could, but I'm not gonna go freaking blanket the neighborhood trying to ask about an orange car in front of my house. I think the thing to do would be is call whoever, maybe even the HOA. Because they're they are so they're the ones that usually send you letters about this stuff, right? They actually say that you know uh, they'll put a note on the car saying um, you haven't moved your car, and they might assume it's yours because it's in front of your house, right? So right, and I yeah. wouldn't blame them because why why wouldn't it be ours? And what's funny is the HOA has sent me a whole separate letter during this month about some weed growth. After we fixed our pipes, we were able to finally water this island area that had been so dry. Now it's nice and green. But right. weeds went bananas on it, and so we're yeah. trying to kill these weeds. So we get a letter about that. Uh, you're we- you of course weeds. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. What about the orange car that has been there for a freaking month? You weirdos. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to call the HOA first and just say, what's the process here? <laughs> and then if they don't do anything, I'll call I don't know Department of Motor Vehicles and just ask. What do you do when there's an abandoned car in front of your house? And exactly, yeah, that's probably the. Go on to next door. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, all the comments and responses you get will be uh, fun and kind and considerate. Oh, I'm sure respectful. it'll be great. Yeah, all of them. Not there will be nothing about that that will be a negative experience uh, whatsoever. You know, uh, and if you need any uh, practice for what you might see on next door, Claire is providing it with her. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So just ignore it, Scott. If it's not bothering you, ignore it. Who cares? Look, oh, America is such look, a cesspool sometimes. Just it's because like, in Ireland somebody can pull a thing up on your yard and leave it forever and you guys are, oh, look, Jimmy, come outside. We got a brand new RV that nobody wants, so it's ours. It's like our oh, pot of gold. Van. Oh, look. <laughs> we don't do that here in America, damn it. We want to, and uh, ma- mainly, it's not that it's a bother. It doesn't bother me. It just weirds yeah. me out that this thing is. I'm not going. I can't believe that thing's still parked out there. Like, who would you? I, I don't Claire care. Claire says we would just effing ask them. Who? Who, who do you ask? Ask who? Yeah. There's no one to yeah. ask. Ask the car. Excuse me, car. Where did you come from? Meep 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 meep. It doesn't work that way. None of these. Uh, who am I supposed to talk to? The neighbors on the. Okay, I can tell you this. The neighbors on this side of us, they have yeah. no idea. And the neighbors yeah. on this side of me have no idea. And the ones next yeah. to them have no idea. So the 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 thing next to do would be for me to go across the street there, where that used to be a giant empty field and is now a billion townhomes. <laughs> go to every single door. And I'm ask. not doing that. F yeah. that. I feel like I feel like if if. Uh, 
if it's not your if it's not either of the neighbors on either side of you which would be the most convenient place for this person to park it's not like they you know if they were visiting or staying in a house down the way plenty of space for them to park in front of that house right right, right. so so this feels like a stolen a stolen abandoned uh, vehicle right and exactly somebody's probably looking for it and uh, probably if you and someone in the chat says this is what police do they plant a car and hope somebody breaks in I don't know yeah. about that. I don't think so. I mean, I, not not without maybe a white van somewhere parked around with a camera that can uh, kind of watch it. Yeah. I mean, I could see yeah. it, I suppose. But. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, at least tell the police so that they can say, oh, yeah, actually, is a license plate, blah, 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 blah. they won't say this to you, obviously, but you'll give them a license plate be like, oh, my gosh, yeah, this is a stolen car. Uh, we've been looking for this one. Awesome. Thanks. You know what? Um, That's better that I do that now than they snoop around, find it, and go, it's in front of their house. We need to question exactly. the Exactly. Uh, we found the, we found the, uh, uh, the thief. Um, and, and really, I mean, there's an inconvenience factor because if, uh, uh, if your kids come over, you know, they're all going to drive over. They need a place to park. All of a sudden, it's like, well, now they're parking in front of the neighbors and mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. and what the neighbors are having a party and, you know, like, oh, no, there's no parking. So it's like, yeah, this car, it's not a matter of being nosy or being like Gladys Kravitz on us. It's like, uh, no, I mean, somebody, this obviously is a car that belongs to somebody. It's been left here. Let's see if we can match it up with its owner. Yeah. You, you don't go, the old Irish trick of, Ah, it's only, it's been here 30 days. You know what that means, don't you? It means it's mine now. Yar! <laughs> it doesn't work that possession, way. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. Now help me break in and hotwire this thing. <laughs> and by the way, someone, four or five people in the chat have said, is the registration current? I don't know. It's locked. I can't get in there. How do you I know that? You haven't dug into the glove compartment, Scott? No. I can't believe it. No, yeah. I haven't shaken the, the door handle vigorously. I haven't even touched the thing. Um, other than look at it, but and I guess I wrote on the tire, but yeah, I I want them to. Uh, I mean, it even has nice tires. Look at those nice alloy tires. I know, I know, it's a really nice car. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it's definitely. Uh, you know, if it's if it doesn't belong to someone in, uh, that would have parked in front of yours or the neighbors' houses, hmm. then then it's definitely been abandoned or or stolen or something. I guess I can look at the VIN number on the window there. The little tiny one down by the dash, and I can oh gosh, I don't do know. a search. For well, that, can that? you look on? You can look on Carfax for that, but I don't know if it's going to tell you anything. No, it may at the most it just may say whether it's I don't know. Oh, they're talking about registration current with a sticker on the plate, the the year sticker, the month and year. Oh, that kind plate. of registration. Oh, I don't know. I have to look at that. I mean, it's only been here a month. It's not like it's uh, no. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So it's not it's not like years or anything, but. But uh, yeah, and you know what? Today's the day where I'm calling. I'm starting at the top. We're going to start or at the bottom, depending on your attitude about it. I'm going to start with the HOA and then we'll right. go from there. There you we'll go. I do happens. like how the, the, the tadpole has gone from um, uh, like professional marriage counselors to uh, <laughs> to mind your own business. My own bit. It's literally in front of exactly. my house. That is exactly. my business in a way. You know? You know? Communication is the key to all relationships. She should just get out of that relationship. By the way, mind what your own business, business about the car. <laughs> We're here to point out the duality of life and you guys. A little bit. little bit. All yes. right. That's what we do. Okay. <laughs> Tanner, by the way, speaking of our uh, community, Tanner wrote in. You know Tanner. He, he's your DM. He's my DM. That's yeah. right. Uh, DM, good friend Tanner wrote in and said... Uh, 
this is about the cheese stuff. Additional cheese info. Yeah. He says, hi, cheese is literally addictive. And I went, uh, and kept reading. <laughs> cheese contains a chemical called casein, which is found in dairy products and can trigger the brain's opioid receptors. Therefore, cheese is, ki- is a kind of heroin. Your friend, Tanner. Now, I'm not saying I don't believe him, but I'm saying secondary backup on this wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't mind hearing someone uh, back up this claim. That if I, yeah. you know, if I, like, if I go nuts on the cheese, am I gonna, you know, crave it fortnightly? Like, what's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question. Oh, I just lost my, I just lost our, uh, there we go. Hold on a second. Prizes you don't want to lose for, our thing. What are you losing? Um, yeah, because I was looking up, I was Googling uh, casein just to see, or casein. Casein, I guess I say it. Casein. Um, to see the, the dill. What's the dill with yeah, that? Yeah, what's the dill um, with casein? Casein. Can I smoke it's a it? Phosph- a uh, phosphor protein of milk. Uh, it's precipitate from milk by heating with an acid or by the action of lactic acid and souring is used in making paints and adhesives. Yum. And it's uh, produced uh, when milk is curdled by rennet, the chief constituent of cheese, and is used in making plastics. Um... Weird. I don't, I don't, I don't like the... that plastic stuff. Maybe it's like petroleum, you know, people that huff on paint or gas. So yeah. maybe that part of it is addictive or something. Yeah. I don't know. But well, you're telling me there's some shit and cheese I didn't know was in there. That's grossing me out. Gross. There's some some the adhesive stuff from cheese. Yeah. Yeah. There's thing. Bill Bill makes things in his studio out of cheese products. <laughs> this is right. This is prop uh, prop making material. Yes. I love that. Okay. I got to say one more thing about the car, and then we'll move on. Sure, sure, sure. I love that me somehow not being a total freak on day one, but yeah. instead letting it go for a month before for I a even month. do anything, yeah. before I even start questioning it, somehow still makes me some sort of stingy old man up the street. It, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> it's such it, a weird take. Exactly, exactly. And literally the first thing you said is, you know, I tried looking around to see if maybe, you know, someone needed to do a wellness check, if somebody was okay and... You know, is in their in their house partially being eaten by their dog. Uh, forgot, and, and you know, and isn't there to move their car? Yeah. If anything, I should feel bad about not doing that earlier, because yeah. whoever's whoever needs a wellness check might be past the point of wellness. I don't know. I don't even want to think exactly. about it. Exactly. Wanna... If it was one day, if it was like two days, you totally would be. Uh, you'd be Karen. Yeah. Basically, you'd be like, "Why is this car been in front of my house for two days?" Yeah, I don't want to be Karen. I don't want to be Chad or whatever the man version is. I don't want that. <laughs> I'm Chad free right now, except for a friend of mine yeah. named Chad. Other than that, I don't like Chads. Yeah, don't don't be uh, don't be a Chad. By and the way, all the yeah, Chads in our chat, you guys confirms. are all nice Chad. Or, sorry, ta- uh, Frog Pants people named Chad. You guys are great. I just want to put that out there. Sorry, of course, go ahead. of course. Um, yeah, uh, Mount Sinai study. Um, Assisted uh, PhD assistant professor of pharmacology and systems therapeutics from the Icon School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. Uh, new research argues that cheese is addictive in a way similar to drugs because of a chemical called casein, which is found in dairy products and can trigger the brain's opioid receptors. Damn. There you go. There look, you go. Look at the brain on Tanner. Holy crap. Exactly. Yes. I'm I don't ever feel like some cheddar. I I'll don't... be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into an eight ball of Monterey Jack. I'll uh, I'll let you know how it goes. Probably the uh, kind of cheese matters, but um, good luck out though, all, all you cheese junkies. I mean, you get the help. I bet you it need. doesn't. I bet it's any kind of because if it's if uh, casein is created by just the curdling process, that's how you create cheese. So yeah, I bet it, it may not matter which kind of cheese. Yep, cheese dealers. But if you get a better high from a Gouda. 
than you would from... Uh, That's what I'm saying. Would a real stinky cheese just give you the real grooving, you know? I don't know. Maybe. I don't yeah. know how that works. Good kush cheese. Uh, let's move on to this. We got a, play, a playable audio file from a listener who left us a voicemail correcting us on a fact about okay. light speed and radio waves. And I hate to say this, but we got like 300 of these. Oh, okay. I'm just right. choosing this one because it is representative of the problem. <laughs> but All right. many of you, and I have no problem admitting that we were wrong about this on the air, and I have no problem with that. So I'm going to play it now and clear the air, literally the airwaves of our radio wave problem. Here you go. Hey, Scott and Brian, this is Kay. I'm not okay from Discord. Just listening to TMS, I'm about a day behind, but I don't know if anybody said anything about radio waves, but radio waves do travel at the speed of light. So if we do achieve radio wave speed, we would be traveling at the speed of light. Um, this came off a lot more pretentious than I intended it to do. To <laughs> anyway, love the show, though. Bye. <laughs> nah, you weren't pretentious at all. So uh, this was a mostly me thing. I said... Um, that if we yeah if we travel to why don't we why don't we first focus on traveling at the speed of sound rather than the speed of light yeah because it seemed quick I was like wait you're telling me yeah. 24 minutes and we're at Mars that seemed crazy fast to me I didn't realize that was exactly the same if we were speeding going at the speed of light I had no idea that was absolutely news to me and I feel like I'm pretty I'm pretty good at the science stuff I know stuff right mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i guess sure i guess that's that one fell by the wayside i had no idea i figured that was a slower because you always hear about i'm conflating two things when people break the sound barrier right i think oh well we can actually pull that off with a jet an f-14 can do this bam makes the noise has the weird like you know cloud thing they fly yeah. through yeah all that stuff as you can see it happen but i don't see anybody beating the speed of light in their f-14 and so in my well, mind there must be totally different but sound barrier the way and, and yeah, light, the way I think about it is uh, is when you're watching fireworks from a distance, and the further the distance, you'll see the flash of the firework, and then you'll hear the you know right, right. afterwards, which tells me that sound travels slower than light. Right, but what? And so but, I guess the distinction is radio waves. Right, radio waves are are different. They're right? on the same bus as light waves. Like they're all they're hanging out. They're in a car together. Right, like their their yeah. mode of movement is the same one, for lack of a better way of saying it. And I guarantee there are better ways <laughs> See of this? saying it. And this is the part like I don't know, so I'm gonna shut up because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but he's right, and I don't know why we yeah. did that. But anyway, thank you. We we don't mind your corrections; they're fine, and I'm happy to bite on those on those uh, bullets when you when you shoot. Yeah, them. and and uh, I mean, here's a question. This is probably one that Bobby can put in his pocket for the next time we talk to him. But um, uh, is it? You know the the speed that that um, uh, the light and sound, well, sound obviously can't travel through um, a vacuum because it needs air to to create uh, uh, to basically to basically move. That's right. why in space no one can hear you scream. Right. People thought that was just you know no, that's like a scientific fact. In space, no one can hear you scream. Right. It was just you know it's Ridley Scott saying, oh let's 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 drop a science bomb on them while they're freaking out about a xenomorph. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> they kind of did. Uh, but you know when you're when you're on land and that's you know when, again when you're seeing the fireworks and you're hearing the the fireworks after you see the flash of light, is it? Does it go slower in areas where, like the the air is heavier or more uh, humid? Mm -hmm. This would be an interesting question. 
Yeah, I don't know. Bobby. But in the case of radio waves, we send those out in space all the time. Yeah, radio waves are that doesn't require. Uh, so in my head, I just went, like "Oh, audio, radio." My, my brain just sure. conflated the two things. Sure. So that's how it gotcha. is. We got corrected. Thank you for that. Uh, K is his name. We appreciate it. I like. I'm not okay as a username, unless it means he's not okay. I hope you're okay. I hope you're doing. Oh, okay. Randy chimes in. Says humid air is lighter. Hmm. Lighter. So all right. So as a test. If you were to send an audio clip for recommendals uh, from where you're at, would it travel faster to us uh, because uh, it's passing through some humid California air before it gets to the dry? Uh, it must be whatever makes Utah it air? slower is what's happening because I still don't have that clips clip. So <laughs> that must be uh, you know, Brian. We've really cracked one open here. This is we really great. Did. That's exactly take that, Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and all you other smarty pantsers. Randy, send me your clip. Gosh dang it! Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on. We got to do Battle Royale, so let's do it now. Um, yeah, let's do that. That means you guys can hop in the Discord and send me a PM in there uh, if you haven't done that already i'm frog pants in there at frog pants really easy to find you need to have a shared server or we have to be friends already i believe to initiate that um okay. either way hop in we want you to be a part of today's winnings we must be friends yeah yeah we must be friends that's a great way of saying it and uh we also are trying to bring in our friend brian who is currently ringing but not answering let's see how this goes we got the rings of ringage as uh, daryl once said so uh, poignantly it's ringing, and there he is. Yay. Look who it is. It's Brian Dunaway joining us for a little uh, Tadpooly feud on a Wednesday. How are you doing, sir? Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Doing oh, pretty good. Just amusing myself listening to two nerds on a podcast <laughs> uh, get get taken down by uh by scientific facts and then going on for five more minutes about more scientific facts yeah yeah begging right. for exactly. more feedback yeah exactly it's like oh thank you for that correction let's provide some right. more material for tomorrow yeah why not why not have you know it's all content let's get more in here yeah i like exactly. it mm -hmm. uh well it's good to have you here man uh you sound lively oh, yeah. you know like you're having a good day oh, yes 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 sir fair, fair point there yeah uh, yes yeah, it's, it's is uh is cloudy outside gonna be it's gonna be rainy i believe so it's kind of real oh, fall weather nice. it feels real fallish today so i'm i'm digging it well i cool. like fall fall's great i love fall too big fan mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna try to the best i can i don't like how everyone gets sick in the fall but i'm gonna try to have like the best couple of months of fall i can i can have that's my goal so we'll see how it goes. Wish me luck, everyone. Joining us on the line right now is our contestant uh, audience member, and this is Becca Smiles. Hi, Becca. Oh, hello. Hi, how hello. are you? Oh, hi, hi, Becca. Have we done this with you before? I can't remember. Your name is, no, I mean, obviously no, we've talked. This is a first-time first caller. Long-time first-time. Oh, awesome. Cool. Uh, but, nice. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm around. All right. Well, well you're, 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 you're definitely in the rust. community. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, let's do this. Uh, Brian Ibbett over here has got a plan, and he's got prizes. So, Brian, explain. Uh, my plan is to sing uh, Sarah Smiles, but use Becca Smiles for all the lyrics. Uh, it's time to play the Tadpooly feud. I've sur surveyed the Tadpool on some nerdy topics, and Scott and Brian are going to have to predict the answers that they gave us. And it's their job to see how many of those answers they can guess. Becca Smiles. Your job is more important. <laughs> than ever because you're going to be working with either Scott or Brian. If your team wins, you get a prize package that includes Fire Girl and Planet TD. 
Uh, it's better than Planet, Planet VD. TV. Yeah. It's like it's better than so right. many things, right? Planet TV VD. is not one you want to go to. Planet VD. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, TB would be bad. I guess it's Planet Touchdown. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know if that's the uh, no. Planet Touchdown. Like Woo! Planet Touchdown. <laughs> that's the only thing I so the home of the Miami TV. is the home of the Miami Dolphins. That's right. Yeah. Oh, 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 zing. Oh, zinger. That was a zinger. All right. Let's get you guys your topic. And uh, this is a fun one. Oh, my gosh. So many choices. So many places this can go. Put your hands on your buzzers and give me your best answer to this. We asked 422 tadpoolers. Who is the best dog for the movie? Brian. Um, uh, Beethoven. <laughs> Show me Beethoven. That's a shame. I will repeat the question for uh, the full question for Scott. It's very short. When you're time lagging, you have to take chances. No, you do. You do. I don't blame you one bit. Uh, Who is the best dog from movies or TV? Um, Oh, (laughs) it's kind of what I thought it was. Um, Yeah. Best dog, you say? Best dog. Best dog. Who's 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 a good boy? Who's best (laughs) Who's good boy? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Fry's dog okay. from Futurama. Oh, good answer. What's, what's that but dog's name, he's, Scott? Um, he's dead. Oh, shit. It's we kind of a, We avoid that episode at our house because everyone cries. I cannot remember the name of the damn dog. Am I, am uh, the, I, name, the name of that damn dog is Seymour Asses. Show me Seymour Fry's dog from Futurama. Uh, yeah, yeah. Number four. Well done. Nice. Um, Becca, it's me and you then. Wee! Yeah. yeah, you got uh, control of the board, and you've got Becca on your side. Becca, you seem like a cat lover because I see your icon. There's a cat on there. No, that, no that's just Mr. Business. Oh, that's Mr. Bill. Oh, that's <laughs> Mr. Business from Boz Burgers. <laughs> yeah. I that. yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, I, yeah, I have, I have two dogs. Oh, you oh, do? Cool. Well, good. Thing. So I have you... a great thing and a golden doodle. Well, then you lo- you know what's great about dogs. So do you have any dogs that jump out and you're like, oh yeah, that'd be a perfect dog. Uh, for this. The first one that came to mind for me was a buddy from the Air Bud movie. Oh, oh Air Bud dog. Randy's going to love that. Yeah. Let's Tune do in, it. Randy. Air... Uh, I think he found that to be an Oscar-worthy performance, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the, <laughs> mm-hmm, the, the, mm-hmm. the performance of Buddy on Air Bud. Uh, all right. Show me Buddy. Oh, oh are you no. kidding me? Uh, no. I will are tell you, you that... But uh, number eleven on the list is wow. freaking Buddy from Airbud. Yes. Wow. I was hoping more nineties nice. kids were going to pipe in on that, but that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. All right. All right, Dunaway. So yeah, Brian, back over to you. What you got? I'm going to go with everybody's favorite. Where's he at, Lassie? Where's he at? Mm. Did you find Billy? Mm. Going he fell with down a well. Where's Timmy? Yeah. All right. Show me Lassie. Oh. Number one answer on the Boo. board. Number one a, answer. So we got a, a bunch of, of old points, people but, in the tadpool. Uh, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Well, if they if they liked the Lassie dog, then they must have liked his little buddy Benji. He's a little scrappier, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> scruffy. Yeah, a little scruffy, but he still he still gets the job done. All he's right. he's always busting crime though, right? Wasn't that his deal, busting crime? I yeah, think so. Kinda. Right? He yeah. he bring the bloody glove to the police and stuff, and then say roof. Yeah, yeah. we all had right. those dogs growing up, and they murder, all stunk. Murder. They, they had the smelliest. Where's the bad faces. guy hiding? Roof. Yeah, roof. <laughs> he's on the roof. All right. All right. Show me Benji. 
Number oh, eight. Damn it. Points. Big points. Big good points. points. Pulled way ahead there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go with uh, my favorite Great Dane, um, a detective uh, and pot smoker, Scooby <laughs> Dooby Doo. Mm. Dooby Dooby Doo. All right. All right. Okay. Okay, Raggy. Uh, show me Scooby Doo. Zoinks, no. number two on the list. Oh Zoinks. Gosh. You do a good. Uh, All right. That's a good uh, wow. He does a great one. Yeah, yeah I, I think he does a great Matthew Lillard. I think is what he actually does. <laughs> yeah, you don't it's think it's good? It's my Casey Kasem, man. It's my no, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> I think still better Matthew Lillard. I think Lillard is uh, like the Lillard is the standard now, right? Yeah, I, think think I, think I, yeah, yeah. I think he is. I definitely think he is. Yeah. All right, Dunaway. All right. All um, right. Um, oh God, I want to say I don't think I think that everybody's they're skewing old, but I don't think. Shaggy DA is going to be on there, so I'm going to have to go with uh, my other favorite, Satan's Little Helper, Santa's Little Helper, <laughs> on the the premiere episode of The Simpsons. Uh, yeah, sure. It's, it's all the homework you get for the kids for Christmas. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Satan's all right. Little yep. Helper. Show me Santa's Little Helper. Damn Number it! Nine. Oh, those are big uh, points. Nice. Some, some big points going on the board here. Some good, them some good bites. Yeah, All right, yeah. uh, some good bites. Um, yeah, some good bites. This is delicious. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Yummy. All right. Um. God, all I can think of is Scrappy Doo, and no one is putting Scrappy Doo up there. That is all <laughs> nobody, I can think of. Nobody's putting right, Scrappy as the best dog. Yeah, no. I know. I just, God, why am I blanking now? And I was doing so good. Uh, oh, Jesus. Um, oh, my God. Uh, how about. Um, good Lord. <laughs> There's others. I said Beethoven. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just got this in on VHS. I know. Yeah. Tom Hanks is uh, Tom Hanks, (laughs) and he's Turner, Uh and he's got a dog. He's got a big fat doggy that drools a lot, and his name is Hooch. Yeah. I'm gonna say, oh my god. (laughs) Ouch. You thought by padding it with all that conversation, it was going to make yeah, it might. more true. Yeah. Here's the sad thing. The hooch was still number 14 on the list. I mean, <laughs> there's like, enough people that go. pushed him that close to the top. Mm. Sadly. Did I tell you, by the way, that Beethoven was number 12? I didn't. Beethoven no. was number nice. 12. So it's really close. I couldn't tell you that because that was your initial guess. I'm going to say, uh, I feel like there's a lot of cartoon heads out there. I'm going to say uh, Brian the dog from... from uh, uh, your Peter Griffin. Oh, deal. that is smart. Yeah, that is smart. Yeah, Brian Peter Griffin. Yeah. Yep. All right. Our Show Brian. me Brian from Family Guy. Yeah. Yep. Number there five on the list. It's points. All right, Becca. Knowing what we know, it feels right. like uh, we might be on a. You know, we could win this now. Mm-hmm. Do you have any uh, that just jumped oh, out? Oh, now I've said, got a million. Oh. Don't you hate that? No, I have like yep. a million in my head. Yeah, when you when you move Jesus. away from it, when you're not struggling, all of a sudden they just yeah. come to you. Becca, do you have a million? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't either. The, you have wait, one. One turn. is all we need. Yeah, to start with. Uh, there's there's Clifford, the big red dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is really good. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, I feel like that's a... I mean, every kid in lots of generations, that feels right to me. Let's say Clifford, the big red dog. All right, show me Clifford. Oh, come on! 
Uh, Clifford was number 22. Made the list, but uh, not high enough to, to be at the top there. All right. Done away. Four answers left on the board. Lots of uh, big numbers, too. Four. Uh, I'll tell you where my heart's at. My heart's at Dino Mutt, but there's no way. <laughs> Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt, but there's just yeah. no way. So I'm going to go with a, in a totally different direction. I'm going to go with Blue from Blue's Clues. Sure, sure. Okay. Let's see if he's back from checked in the mail. Uh, show me Blue. Oh. Oh. Uh, Blue oh, was on the list uh, lower, though. Um, back, back, back. Uh, yeah. Sit down in a thinking chair and think. Tied for 44th. 34th, jeez. Wow. 44th. It's the mail. I got to get the mail. Oh, how'd the song go? Whatever it is. Here's the wow, mail. It never fails. fails. Makes me want to wake my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Thank you. Mail. He does jazz hands with it. Mail. You know the deal. I know the deal. You know the deal. It's been a while. I tried to block some of that out. Um, <laughs> I'm going to throw in, um, if I know our tadpool, I think they probably said Bandit from Bluey. Mm. Oh, that's that was yeah. I was going that. That was my next yeah, direction. Yeah, I like Bandit right. a lot. So Bandit, the dad right. from Bluey, he's the best in the world ever in the history. All of right, show me Bandit. Shit, shit. Oh, third strike. Bandit was uh, so. Uh, let's see, Bandit, Bandit, Bandit. Um, Bandit's I know the I best. saw Bandit. Should be number one, man. Should be, but not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That that is clear for sure that he is not here, unfortunately. Um, actually, surprisingly, no bandit. Damn it! That is a name. Really? That is a, that's yeah, a no bandit. Fallacy yeah. of humanity. yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah, you guys effed up. All right, Brian, you got to clear the board now. <laughs> that's your job. Oh, I don't have to. Oh, that's true. That's true. If I could do that, then we could still win a prize. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of pri- oh, that's a lot of pressure. I was going to blow it, and now I've got to. Oh Jesus! Um, yeah, I right, believe so. You guys, you. give me a hand. Then I've got I've got the thing I hit. Okay. Oh no, you're, you're good. The thing switched to a different zone for some reason. I didn't do it. Oh, okay. Um, I the the underdog was one. So you guys got to help me out here to see what maybe the best answers mm. are. Underdog was one. Hong Kong Fui was another. You know uh, the audience. Uh, the Deadpool is uh, Sh- Sherman. And, to look uh, at, Sher- by the way, was it Sherman or was it uh, Peabody? Which one was it? Was he the Peabody? Uh, Mr. Peabody um, was the dog. Yeah, Mr. Peabody. Right. Would say, um, Quiet, you. And, to, to the kid. Snoopy would be a good answer. Cha- the oh, chat yeah, room Snoopy. smart with Snoopy. Yeah, Snoopy's a really good one. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, give that. us give us some <laughs> give us some dog doggy loving that Lucy does not want kisses from. Give yeah, us some sure. Snoopy. Yeah, give us some background. Snoopy. <laughs> Number seven. All right, very good. Nice. Brian's Brian's desire about, to give backstory and plot to all of his answers is my favorite exactly, things. Yeah. I right. love it. So funny. What about there's there's brain from Inspector Gadget? Um, like I said, all these started flooding into my brain. Uh-oh. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but mm-hmm. uh, I do see. I have seen a couple people say uh, the remaining like, three in the chat room. Really. Oh yeah, somebody just so, said one of them, but uh, but time wise, I don't know if you're uh, looking at the uh, the uh, chat room. Well, I mean, we're we're in the cartoon world, right? So I no, mean, not always. It doesn't be, have to be. The, uh, have to be a cartoon. Real world oh, good, dog, good. I can. Yeah. Well, live action. Is oh. that Eddie from Frasier. 
Oh, yeah, Fred, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie, that's a great dog. And we got Frazier coming back out again soon, right? I think we should go with Eddie. Thank you for the background. Eddie, the, the fleet. The flea hound. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I try to give the background so that the dogs aren't confused. Like if you oh, give like me like, yeah. not that Eddie. No, I'm not complaining. Right, right, right. No, there are exactly. No, there are multiple ones of these. All right. Show me Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. All Very right. good. All you right. got two uh, left. Two man. more answers. And uh, got two uh, more. that's another one that people have been saying a lot. Um, right. <laughs> Who in the chat so, said so Diane not, from Cheers? Why would you say that? Oh, is so it, not. There was an episode. Never so heard. not. Um, not Rocco little, because he's the Wallaby. Yeah, he's I'd not say uh, uh, right. another and, and and clue on these last two is that they're both um, CGI. Oh, well, I guess. Well, oh, let me take that back. One is one is uh, just straight up uh, 3D animated. The other one is CGI. Oh, was well, interesting. But isn't one of Aren't the, aren't they? Wouldn't that make them both CGI or no? I mean, technically yes, but one is one is a character in a 3D animated movie. The other oh. one is a CGI dog from a live action yep. movie. That makes sense. All right, the yeah. big distinction there. That's that's the differentiation I was trying sure. to make. All right, Brian, hmm. what do you think of that? Those are some good tips. That's a really good. That question. shouldn't be that much. Um, I mean, because you guys have been saying, you guys have been constantly saying, yeah, right, right there. I see both of them mentioned right there. Those are the two you should say. What? Oh, those two right so, there. The ones you should say. So, Cosmo is a great dog, right? No <laughs> yeah, top context Cosmo, given. No, Cosmo, no good given dog. None, just Cosmo dog. Cosmo dog. Yeah. All right. Show me Cosmo. Well done, Cosmo from Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy, voiced by uh, Borat's daughter. <laughs> That's oh, right. Lysa, what? I, I didn't know yeah. that. I loved her on that Borat the sequel. Yeah, she yeah. was so she's good. The, she's the voice of Cosmo in Guardians of the Galaxy. Man, that sequel shouldn't so, have been so good. It was so good. Oh my gosh, it was really anyway. good. Yeah, yeah, had heart. So man. we're we're going theatrical still, right? So we did yes, one that was live last, action. Right now, another one CGI theatrical. Yeah. Right, the three D movie, three D animated movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last one has to be Doug. Who's Doug? Doug. Squirrel, squirrel, Doug, oh, squirrel. Doug. Don't tell him. Don't, don't tell him because he doesn't want any context. He just wants to answer. <laughs> Doug. Show me, Doug. <laughs> Nicely done. Well done. You run the board. Yeah, and, uh, you did it. You did it. The, the, chat room, the, chat, the chat room gave you that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Thank you, oh, chat yeah, room. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. Good job, you guys. Uh, that means this. Congratulations. You're a winner. Brian, what other answers did we miss that were on? Yeah, so the so the next few on the list here, um, uh, Airbud, uh, Beethoven, we mentioned. Cujo, number uh, 13. People oh, Cujo, such a good dog. Yeah, yeah. what a good boy. Uh, oh the best dog from movie or TV. K9 from Doctor Who. London from The Little okay. Hobo. A lot of people said London. Uh, Daisy, John Wick's dog. Basically, the reason we have all those oh. John Wick movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that one? Uh, Bluey was on the list. No bandit, but Bluey. Gromit, Milo from The Mask, Wishbone, Hong Kong Fooey, uh, Marley Old Yeller, Rin Tin Tin. Old Yeller. Uh, Shadow. Not no Hound. Hound from Fox and the Hound. Lady. Tramp. Uh, nope. nope. Neither of those. Mm. Shadow from Homeward Bound. Astro from The Jetsons. Uh, Brain from Inspector Gadget. Uh, Einstein Rival. from Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Muttley, Pluto, oh. Underdog. Uh, <laughs> Chance from Homeward Bound. Uh, two oh. people said Chewbacca. Okay. Well, uh, people also said two people also said Dino Mutt from Blue Falcon. So you feel yes, the yes. redeemed from that one. Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, Porthos, Tiger, Toto, Alf again. Uh, <laughs> questionable. I will admit to thinking uh, the name Alf. I didn't he say does, it. He does like to it. eat cats, but don't tell Scott that. That's context. No, I don't mind. Hey, I like the context. <laughs> I just find it hilarious that I get a Wikipedia entry for every answer. I like it. I like it. Uh, so let me ask you this. You said canine. Now, did you mean canine cop? With Jim Belushi? No, I really didn't. I meant K9 from Doctor Who. Um, (laughs) And then we had Dog from Road Warrior, Dog from The Walking Dead, and Dog the Bounty Hunter. Nice. Dog the Bounty Hunter. What was the dog's... What was the dog's... uh, Robot dog's name in Battlestar Galactic from the original? Why am I forgetting that right now? Oh, no. No, that was was Buck Rogers. Uh, Hold on. Boxy. Boxy. Battlestar Galactic of Boxy. That's it. Boxy. Boxy. Yeah, nobody said Boxy. Oh, no. One person said Boxy. Yeah. B-O-X-I-E. And Bo- Boxy made this sound where it just went beep, 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 beep. It was like a, right. yeah, it was weird. It's a terrible thing. He, was, he wore, cor- he Roy Corduroy, right? Got some Corduroy Did on. he? I don't remember that. Did he have Corduroy on? Now that's some context I didn't know. I like that. Bring that to the table every time. <laughs> Amazingly, nobody said Snoop Dogg. I'm, I'm surprised. Mm. Oh, um, that's funny. One person yeah. did say, uh, did say Ubu for sit, Ubu, sit. Oh, that is a good dog. Yeah, even says so every episode of Family Ties. Yeah, Boxy was Uh, the boy. Oh no, we did it. We're gonna get some messages. Wait, the the kid's name is Boxy. It was the dog. That's right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Why name your kid Boxy? That's shitty. (laughs) Those are shitty parents. You don't name your kid Boxy. Muffet was the robot dog. Muffet. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I hate that. I had a Muffet. Did you have a Muffet? I had a Muffet. I didn't have a, I didn't Muffet. Have a Muffet. No. A little action figure mm-hmm. you're talking about? Uh, yeah. Now I can yeah. tell. You know what? I looked him up. You're not wrong about the uh, the corduroy. That's weird. Right. Why do right. you remember that? That's a weird thing to remember. <laughs> wow. Brain. Right. Yeah. Brain is full of useless information. Brain is weird. Uh, well, Anyone excellent. Anyone say... Did anyone say Indiana from Indiana Jones? Oh, oh. hilarious. They named the dog Indiana. One of the best dogs that we've never seen in film. is, yeah, uh, Or maybe, did we see him in the uh, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles? I imagine that, that oh, uh, maybe. we would have had to see him oh, there, right? Yeah, I'll bet they did. I don't remember any of those, but I'll bet they I bet they did. Yeah, they should do a whole There's new one series. Of those, by the way, that yeah. that starred Harrison Ford was a was a uh, uh, actually had Harrison Ford in a uh, uh, in a in an episode of Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, like a like a flash forward kind of deal, or sort of like it was its own little self contained story, and it was um, him and another guy in a um, in a snow covered cabin or something. Weird. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's an odd one. I wouldn't have picked that, but uh, it exists. Uh, well, the good news is that we have some prizes for Becca. Becca, how do you feel about your uh, your your win, even though it may have been a little helped? Do you still feel good about it? Do you feel all right? Oh, I, I feel like everyone won today. Oh, that's really nice. That's right. I think you're right oh, about that's nice. that. That's nice. uh, let's go ahead and get those prizes to you. Brian will be sending those via Disc- or, uh, yeah, Discord if he hasn't already. Uh, and uh, already? congratulations. It's always nice having somebody new. So thanks for being here today. Hey, Dunaway. Today, mm. here's some context for you. Today, at 4 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, that'll be 6 p.m. your time on the East Coast there, you and I are going to sit down and talk about the first three uh, uh, pointy boob Tomb, Tomb Raider games. Yes. Pointy boob. 
And it's important. Like an old pointy boobs. <laughs> that's right. Because Just those... in time for the remaster. Yeah. Yep, they're, yeah. That's right. In fact, mm-hmm. that's why uh, I think that's why Dunaway actually was the one to suggest it. He's like, we got this coming up. Like, we should talk about this. So we are going to do that. And there's a, it's a pretty crazy history of uh, specifically the stuff that, that was supposed to happen first and only on the, on the uh, Sega Saturn. And then there was a bunch mm-hmm. of switch around because suddenly Sony was in the fray and they were actually selling a lot more PS1s than everyone thought they were going to. Oh, and yeah. then they shifted gears. And anyway, a legend was born. One of the great mascots, yeah. if you want to call her that, of gaming of that era. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will talk all about uh, Laura Croft and her fun times in the first three very ugly video games, if you look at the old ones. I hope these remasters look better because going back yeah. and playing some of this for this, for this episode. Oh, man. Oh gosh! Whoa, yeah. It was it was very pixelated, especially on the PlayStation. The Windows version is a little <clears throat> less egregious, but still, yeah. is very blocky. Yeah, um, and tank controls gross. I know, right? I have very specific memory of my with my daughter on this one. I'll save it for the show, but it's a, a, a very meaningful little little kid moment Aww. that happened Aww, with the cool. uh, first or second th- Tomb Raider. Anyway, that'll be today, 4 p.m. Mountain Time, FrogPants.tv, or wherever you get your podcast. Just look for Play Retro. Brian Dunaway, is there anything you'd like to add to that? Uh, happy birthday to Zoe one day later. Oh, nice. Aww. She's 16. You can She's have 16, one of these. Yeah. 16, driving. Happy wow. birthday. Here's what you should do. Take her right out to the uh, to the DMV there. Get her a license. Yeah, that's, we're doing that today. She's got a restricted, and so she can go get the the, the real deal today. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're strong, you guys call it restricted. We call it a learn, learner's permit, we call it out here. I, it may be called learner's permit. It's got restrictions on it. There's like different levels you can get. Mm-hmm. You can, if you take the training, you can get stuff signed so you can drive after a certain hour and all kinds of crazy stuff. Sure, sure. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations mm-hmm. to her. And while she's there, ask what, what are you supposed to do when a car has been parked in front of your yard too long? Ask what they say about that. <laughs> Brian Dunaway, everybody. Kiss our butts. We'll see you next thank time. Thank you. Bye now. Oh, he said thank you instead of know you. Instead of know you. Yeah. Well, I don't even know what to make of that. It's like a slightly softer Dunaway. Apparently. Yeah, no kidding. A little squishy one. Softer, gentler Dunaway. We're going to do one news story. And here it comes. It's time for some quick news brought to you by Little Tiny Things. Uh, look at this. So watch this. Uh, they right here. Yeah. So my daughter collects little tiny things and she got some duplicates. She has like a blind, you know, blind boxes. We're all used to those. Sure. You nerd sure. boxes and that. She gets of course. That Love those. Specifically sends her little tiny food items. So there's some chicken <laughs> nuggets. Here's a little shake, you know, little oh, that's great. cherry yeah. on there. There's a burger. And you and Brian, here's how they do rarity. This actually shuts and opens, but this little yeah. burger in here, it's all rendered out. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh. It, it's this a good one, looking burger, by the way. Yeah, it's not bad. I would eat that. Especially that I like bun. That bun. Got my yeah. split down the middle. Mm. Uh, you smell them, and if you and if you get the one, some of them smell like an actual burger, like a fast food burger. Oh, really? And okay. that, and those are the rare ones. You want to keep those. So she has all the ones yeah. that smell like what they are. I just have these leftovers. But anyway, That's little great. tiny things. I want things either super tiny like this, or I want yeah. giant pencils, giant telephones, giant you know, Dude, super huge. Yeah. yeah, that's the world I want to live in. That's great. Does it come in a little tiny loot box? Yeah, or it's a ball, I guess. Oh, a ball. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And they come oh, in the mail. Yeah. <clears throat> she cracks it like an egg, and then inside is all this stuff. She has little sushi trays and little all the crap. <laughs> her and her sister do it, and they both are weird about it. They love that stuff. Anyway, uh, let's do this quick news story here. This is a story. Uh, 
uh, Florida man. We got a Florida man deal. Florida man. Yeah. And uh, he attacked or was attacked by a rabid otter while feeding ducks. Let this be a, a lesson and a warning wow. to everyone listening. Yeah. Don't be doing this. Rabid otter attacked a man last week in Florida, according to health officials. Florida Department of Health said so the attack happened Wednesday in Jupiter, Florida. This is Palm Beach County. Did you ever go to Jupiter? Okay. For, for I a, have been to Jupiter. Not for a newspaper, but <laughs> I went to the Palm Beach Post, and um, and I met up with our trainer. One of our trainers was from Jupiter. Oh, nice. Is it yeah. cool? <laughs> What's the Jup- town of Jupiter like? Yeah, it's like a seaside town, a little small, little oh. small town. I like Palm that. Beach was much nicer. Oh, I bet, yeah. I like little... It's a little like it's a, everything's kind of got salt residue. Yeah. What I remember is like all the buildings and stuff had like salt residue on the corners and stuff. Yeah. Full of t-shirts you're never going to buy. Stuff yeah. Like yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's see. According to uh, the local television station there, the 74-year-old Animal Care and Control. Oh, wait. Told Animal. Sorry. This is the guy's 74. Told Animal Care and Control that he was feeding corn <laughs> to the ducks at the nearby pond. By the way, you are. It's recommended you give them corn instead of uh, bread and stuff. You're killing them if you get oh, them bread. Sure. The man began slowly to back up uh, while facing the otter when the animal attacked him for several minutes. The man suffered dozens of wounds in his legs and arms. Uh, oh, he had to visit a hand surgeon to see if he has any permanent damage to his hand. Uh, he also got rabies shots. The otter also attacked a pet dog in the area. The otter was captured and tested positive for rabies. So it was a rabies deal. Don't try to fight an otter with rabies. God, no. Okay. No. That's all I'm asking you guys at home. But it does feel like, you know, one punch and that otter's done. Yeah. <laughs> you do kind of, you hate to be that guy that says, you know, who was it? Marky Mark, uh, Mark Wahlberg, when the when the plane went down in Pennsylvania on 9-11 and he goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, if I was on that plane, things would have gone different. Yeah. So right, I always right. hate when people do that, but there's yes, some I cases. Be, I feel like I could fend off an otter, but maybe not. Maybe, I, I mean, I same. Know, maybe. Hard same. This is one where I would claim superiority. I would think I could do better in this situation. <laughs> also, he's the guy's 74. You know, you get a younger dude in there. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. A 74 year old is there's that evens up the uh, <laughs> evens up the scales a little bit. I'm, I'm with you though. I think we could take that honor. Why not? Yeah. That's going to do it for today's news. Hey, Brian, let's play a song and yes. then get Tom Merritt and recommendals in here and all that stuff My after gosh, the break. so much stuff to get to. Yeah. Uh, this one's uh, by a singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist producer named Femke, F-E-M-K-E. Uh, she has a brand new de- uh, EP. This is her debut EP called Safe in the Suburbs. A um, little bit of a little bit of a Taylor Swift uh, vibe. I've been listening to a lot of um, Olivia Rodrigo. Her brand new album is is really really good. So this one kind of reminds me a little bit of that too. But uh, you let me know. Maybe it's just the fact that I've been listening to so much of it. This is the uh, the first single from the EP. It's called Dead End Street. Here is Femke. I can see where you think this road is taking us. If I ask you to stay, I say it just because My heart ain't stolen I'm just a little caught up in the moment Don't go trying to change me, you'll just waste your love I put the red flags out right by the flowers In case you haven't figured it out Take it as a
Well, you're muted is what you are. Oh, no. Boy, he <laughs> disappears for a couple weeks, and all of a sudden, we can't hear him anymore. No, no Muty McMuter pants. Zero. Yeah. Are you swearing? Is that the deal? You're, you're cussing up a storm? Cussing and... us out, saying, you <clears throat> jerks, <throat> you losers. He's figured it out. He figured it out. Yeah. He forgot it. He doesn't have a microphone. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, you don't That's have to be... prop. The one sitting in front no, of his, I, uh, totally hear you. Yeah, we hear you now. Yeah. yeah we... Yeah, we hear you. I uh, I was just protesting that Scott almost forgot about me. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I, uh, I I started doing a nifty new thing with uh, um, Discord mm. and forgot that I left the nifty new thing on. So, oh, yeah. No. Well, I'm, gotcha. I'm curious. I'm now I'm all curious about your nifty new thing. Well, yeah. so uh, I've had some line noise when we stream Daily Tech News Show into Discord, mm. uh, and I figured out how to get get around it by using loopback. Mm. Um, but to use loopback in the way that I'm using it, I'm not saying it's the only way you can do this, but yeah, the way sure. I'm doing it is to use loopback's pass through, which means I actually have to run audio hijack. Oh. for the audio to oh, get really? to discord oh, yeah gotcha oh funny. okay yeah there um it's amazing to me the spider webs of configurations you can actually do with loopback and oh, I love uh it. yeah it's actually really great because i what ends up happening is you end up having a problem that is unique and weird and strange like you not mm-hmm. you having just line noise going to discord is a weird thing so i love this software because at first it seems kind of we like it they they are non-traditional on how they do things almost yeah. across the board but it's what i love about them because i can always figure out some wackadoo way of making it work and it's great yeah love and guys. and there's always someone like well but you could do it this way i'm like that works for you but i have these six considerations that you don't have and yeah. so i have to do it but you can always do it it's yeah. just it doesn't seem like anybody does it the same way who yeah. uses it so, so all all yeah. praise to rogue amoeba letting us do it our way how about that i like mm-hmm. that yeah yes. exactly. go rogue amoebas uh, go rogue amoebas just don't get in my brain <laughs> that's right uh tom what is going on in this week in tech. No, let's not say well, it that I, way. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some information you love from me. Um, the uh, uh, I, I'm going to combine a little cord killers and daily tech news show crossover story here. Of course, sure. you may have heard there was a writer strike. Did you guys? Hear oh, about I had this? heard yeah. about that. That yeah. little that little blip. Isn't it over yeah. now? I thought, yeah. yeah, no, it, it is. They they just ended it today. Uh, And we finally got the details of what's in the contract between the writers and the studios. Uh, I have been saying, I just want to say this up front. I have been saying on Cord Killers consistently, I think the AI part of this contract is a red herring. And I feel like the things they agreed about AI bear me out. This uh, Using AI in the, the Writers Guild strike was a way to drum up a lot of public interest, uh, get your, your rank and file members all fired up, uh, and it worked. It's great. But if you look at what they agreed, this is all incredibly reasonable, and it's not fear-mongering about AI going to take our jobs. Mm. Uh, let, me, let me run through what the AI guidelines are. Uh, according to what I've read here on Variety and Wall Street Journal and stuff, right? Uh, t- and tell me if if you think this is this is crazy or unexpected. All right. Okay. If AI tools are used to create material in in a script, the AI can't get credit. A WGA writer has to get credit. Wow, that is reasonable and mm-hmm. and sure. not at all uh, hyperbolic like I would have thought they were going. The, the way <laughs> also, we were talking, I don't about think it. any studio was planning I, as much as not the rhetoric was. It. I don't. Yeah, we will replace all the writers with AIs and take all their credits. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, studio cannot require a writer to use an AI tool. You can't say, well, we'll hire you to write the script, but you have to use ChatGPT. Mm, okay. Can't do that. Mm, okay. That's, again. I mean, that's, yeah. But it seems reasonable yeah. to me. Doesn't yeah. it? Does it to me. Totally. I mean, does, that yeah. one, I could I could see an argument where, where maybe AI gets so good that a studio's like, man, best practices are to use these tools because they make the scripts better. Um but the writers get to decide that. They, right. they, they, they the, the studios yeah. agreed to say you decide whether you're going to use these tools. Or not. Plus, they have three years uh, to re- do a new one if they get if something goes south, they can change it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now yeah. the companies can still use AI uh, and must disclose if any materials they give to a writer were generated by AI. So let's say one writer has used uh, ChatGPT to help generate part of a script, uh, and and as often happens, they they take what that writer does and they hand it to another writer, right? And right. they say, "Well, you're you're writing this script. They have to disclose. Well, part of this was done by. Do, do they have to do it if they just used it for, let's say, grammatical, like traditional editor stuff, where they didn't change the? That's content? a good question. I yeah, I, I don't know the text of the agreement well enough to say, but I'm guessing, yeah. Uh, mm. Even if they did that, they just have to disclose that we we did a grammar pass using mm. Bard. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine hearing that ten years ago. And, and trying to <laughs> yeah. tell me what the hell you're talking about. I love it. A right. grammar pass with uh, Bard. <laughs> now, right, now anyway. here's the one that I feel is the weirdest uh, of the ones I saw. Companies may use writer materials to train models. This was a big bugaboo. Like, you can't use all of our work to train a model that you're then going to replace us with. Well, the agreement says you can't get replaced by it. So that, that concern is out. But the companies may still train their own models uh, that they, they may then offer to the writers to use on writer's material, but, and this is a big but, the WGA big but. reserves the right to assert that such training either violates the agreement or the law. Oh, wow. Now, I need to dig into the actual wording of this in the agreement at some point, but what it sounds like to me is that the studios are allowed to make their own models. They're allowed to use their scripts to train the models, but the WGA can step in at any point and say, mm, we don't like how you're doing that. Mm-hmm. So the studios need to need to be considerate in how they do it. They need to get writer's permission, et cetera. But they didn't write that into the agreement, it doesn't sound like. Mm-hmm. They just said, you can train it, but if we don't like how you're doing it, we can stop you. Yeah. Seems like best practice on the studio side would be if you're going to train it, be transparent about it, be open about it. Yeah. Be, Write it into the contract. Like you agree yeah. that we're going to use your stuff to train. And then and if we do, you're going to get X, Y and Z out mm-hmm. of it, et cetera. You're right. That's so far. That was the biggest butt of this agreement yeah. that I've that I've yeah. seen. You know what? I like big butts and I cannot. Usually lie. I do. I'm not sure if I like this one. Or <laughs> yeah. Not. Yeah. Uh, well, but I cannot lie. Is there is there anything in there that that's any um is any like from what I've heard from writers who ta- I've talked to since this was, you know, looked like it was going to get ratified. They were all saying this looks great. This is what we wanted. We're very happy. Is that does that seem to be the consensus yeah, or yeah. anything in here that's because like the, a red herring or I, weird? I'm, I'm doing you a disservice by focusing on the AI part of this because this, to me, is the least impactful part of this. This is like, well, we made a big deal out of it, so we got to write some reasonable rules down. Uh, the bigger parts of this are guarantees on how many writers have to be employed in the room for how long and what kinds of shows. Uh, and, and the biggest deal that I can tell is that you the streamers are agreeing 
to pay royalties based on the performance of the shows. Uh, that's new, right? The royalties were, were previously based on Nielsen ratings and things like that. So there really wasn't a metric for this in streaming land. So they are they are now going to pay some bonuses uh, based on performance, based on how well shows do. And they're going to sh- share that data with writers. They can't just tell them like, hey, it did great. Here's your check. They have to give them reports, <laughs> like regular yeah. reports of like, okay, you're working on this show. Here's how it's been doing. Here's the numbers. All right. Well, this is good. Is it so? It, I don't know what the numbers are like from 06 or any other, you know, the early 80s or late 80s when they had another strike. Did this go longer than those? Is this considered a short one? Is this going to. I think to- this is the second longest one. It okay. wasn't longer than the, the one in the 80s. Okay. The, yeah, the 80s one was a beast, is my yeah, memory. Yeah. And it took forever to get through it. And it became a nightmare with like everything was just in permanent repeats. It was just. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have a streaming services, B, a lot of cable yet. Yeah. Like it was just, hey, you want to see some more something from the 60s that we're just going to air over and over because we got nothing else? Like that's kind of how they had to handle it then. But it just seems like today this will be a quick recovery. I could be wrong, but it feels like we've already got a glut no, of stuff I, out I, now. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I hope so. yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't feel as. Uh, I felt when they put this strike in place in in the end of a season in May, that, huh, I'm going to guess that they resolved this at the beginning of the season in fall because that's when everybody feels the pinch. Right. Not, not that they didn't feel the pinch over the summer, but you feel it less in the summer than you do in the rest of, of the traditional season. And I know we don't really hew to the, like, all the shows come out in the fall like we used to, but there's the reason that happened was the pattern of viewing of, of people was different, and the pattern of viewing is still the same. Yeah. We still watch fewer things in the summer because we go places and go out more, and then when kids come back to school, at least here in the U.S., we... We, we we tend to watch more TV because we're home more and weather starts to cool down and all of that. So sure. um, I I always knew like, man, they're really going to start feeling the pinch in the fall and they're going to want to resolve this. Uh, and also, I, I, I think they, they may have planned better for it. I mean, Netflix certainly was able to fill its schedule with international stuff. A lot of stuff got shot uh, overseas because, you know, overseas actors and writers were not part of this. And and don't forget, though, we're not out of the woods. The actors are still on strike. So you can't just send everything back to work. You can, you can send the talk shows back to work. You can send the, the reality shows like Ry- Dancing with the Stars, which was a little controversial because they had one writer, whether that was okay or not. You can do all of that, uh, but you still don't have actors yet. So mm-hmm. you, you know, we're not out of the woods yet. Well... What's her name from E.T.? I can't think of her name. Uh, Drew Barrymore. If Drew Drew Barrymore could have waited (laughs) one more week. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Just one week to have that whole kerfuffle. All of those guys, like Bill Maher, everybody who said really stupid stuff, uh, depending on your point of view, just one week. And you would have been. Mm -hmm. You would have been good. You would have been golden. Yeah. Well, I I have a feeling that that the SAG after the actor strike will probably get resolved shortly. Uh, I, I, they are di- there are different issues there, but but it feels like you've got momentum towards agreement now. Uh, but SAG after also authorized a strike vote against video game mm. studios. Yeah, so it may be that SAG after is like let's wrap up the the actor strike against the oh. the TV and movie studios and focus. Uh, on putting pressure on the video game studio. Yeah. So we may be going out of um, what I might call a frying pan 
into another frying pan. It might be a slightly larger frying pan. People forget yeah. that the gaming business <laughs> it's a bigger frying pan. They make really a is. lot more money than Hollywood, so there's a chance that could be even hairier. Although I actually think that'll get resolved pretty quick. People are, I think there's a lot more wiggle room there. Anyway, we'll see how this all plays out. I'm always fascinated by it, especially the AI aspect of it. And it sounds like that stuff is, for now, given the current climate, good news for writers. So congratulations, writers. Get back to it. (laughs) Get season three of all the cool shit I want done. Uh, It's all about me here. All right. It's what I want. (laughs) Right. That was in the contract. Yeah. As as long as Scott is happy. Yeah. It was the very last. Johnson Clause, they called it. Uh, look for it. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, that's great, great news. Tom, it's always uh, good having you here. Anything else going on uh, at the show or anywhere else you'd like to mention today? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm having the most fun I've ever had on Know a Little More with the season we're doing now. If you, I know a bunch of you have already checked it out, but if you haven't yet, uh, we are exploring the effects of a 1968 demo uh, that if you don't know about it will blow your mind. If you wow. do know about it, I still think I uncovered a few things that that might blow your mind. Uh, it, 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 the short version is Douglas Engelbart, who is generally credited with inventing the mouse, put on a demo uh, where he showed collaborative editing, word processors, uh, video conferencing, the mouse uh, in 1968 before any of that stuff was was even conceived of as possible people people were still sharing terminals and and were working command line and couldn't backspace and all kinds of crazy stuff like that so uh it it was a it was a seminal event in computing history and it did not lead immediately to everybody getting desktop computers so we we explore this season what it was what its effects were how the mouse was developed how the word processor was developed uh, uh, some great stories and, and great work being done by the dog and pony show audio team justin robert young amos will saddleberg all those folks so uh, go check it out knowalittlemore.com and you can support it on patreon if you want to get it without ads patreon.com slash know a little more that sounds great go check that out everybody and also check us out today on the daily tech news show i'll be there it's wednesday i love being on can't wait to see you guys and we'll see you then bye <laughs> bye tom bye. bye yeah it feels good man we don't have to worry about too much bad reality shows now not too many I, you know they just extended uh the two that i really like um survivor and amazing race to 90 minutes which i'm fine with those those two i feel like <clears throat> do a little bit of the you know the ooh, uh, editing the shock editing <laughs> yeah. but not nearly i mean it's reality competition versus reality shows like your real housewives garbage and just about anything on TLC and Bravo and that sort of thing. Yeah, to completely agree. I don't yeah. mind the con- especially if it's a competition I care about, and I I like that pottery yeah. one that Bill told us about. I like yeah, uh, the Great Throwdown, yeah. British Bake Off, yeah, all that stuff's great. More of that, less of the other. Thank you so much. Exactly. Everybody. And bring us back, John Oliver. Please come back to TV. Yeah, get them off their dumb podcast. That podcasting thing. And <laughs> yep. Get get Jimmy Fallon up in front of a camera feeling bad again about how. <laughs> That is toxic uh, workplace. Yeah, exactly. apparently that's a real bummer over there. Yeah, um, it's always the most happy-go-lucky guys I should worry about. I always feel like that's who you hear about. It's like, oh, Ellen DeGeneres, uh, what maybe a happy. Not always, Scott. I consider myself to be happy-go-lucky, and yeah, uh... but you're realistic. Like, well, I this is what I respected about Letterman. Letterman had his problems, but he never pretended otherwise he's kind of a cranky bastard on air right yeah it, right. and i don't know that anyone ever called the the workplace toxic but 
you know, he was known for being a little bit temperamental and all that stuff. It seemed right for Dave. But for Jimmy Fallon, you're given the impression that he is just, we smiles all day and he's, yeah. he's never yeah. anything wrong. Same with Ellen DeGeneres and her whole mess. Like these, yeah. these people that are grinning the most, now they freak me out. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's add Randy to the call. Let's add Nicole to the call. Yeah. Let's have them in. Yeah. They're like vampires. You have to invite them in. Right, right. Otherwise, they can't. They can't uh, just join. Yeah. No, it's you know. I respect vampire lore, and uh, I'm doing it today. So anyway, here it is. Well, what do you recommend? I'll tell you what we recommend. A little segment on Wednesdays we call Recommendals, where we talk about streaming stuff, and uh, whether it be movies or TV or whatever, and we recommend it to you at home. Today's no different. Uh, welcome back to the show, Nicole Spag. Hi, Nicole. Hi. How you are you? Okay. Yeah, you sound good. You do. You're a little quiet, but. Uh... Hey, I got a so oh. my earbuds don't work because I got a new phone. Yeah. Um and I my change the you know the plug that yeah. you charge the phone with is different now. So what? I have to get it. Did they change a power plug on the recent phone? It, yes. Well, I had did. A, I had an iPhone 12. Yeah. Just kidding, Nicole. <laughs> we, know oh, about okay. the, yeah. we know about the switch, the USB. Yeah, the USB C switch is a big. But it's also if you were using wired headphones, uh, it does kind of yeah, suck because yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. okay, well, I got to go buy new ones of those, or I got to go wireless. And you're they were consistent. Computers. You know, I was like, yeah. okay, I can. This is. I sound okay. Uh, I so I don't even know how I'm talking to you right now. I well, think I'm talking to you. Sounds fine. You actually might, sound fine. Yeah. yeah, you sound good. Okay. Yeah, no, no problem at all. That fifteen. That, Last minute, I go. Oh God, my my earbuds won't work. <laughs> my uh, my experience with my daughter's new fifteen is that I don't have it yet. Our speaker voice com- communication is about a t- yeah. billion times better, and I don't know why. What changed oh, in the fifteen? Wow, that's but it's good. just better, like FaceTime, all that stuff. Can't explain nice. it. Uh, I can't explain Randy's uh, appearance here though, because he's also with us, and he always is. Hi, Randy. Welcome back. Good morning, morning stream. I am back. The uh, the strike is mostly over, and I'm really going to miss Adam Conover. I realize that is a guy that I can access pretty much any day of, of the future, right? But I'm just going to miss him. I'm like Adam Conover about once a week, giving us all of his all of his thoughts him. and his stream of consciousness. Just, I missed all this. Who's uh, what's his deal? Who what did he do? Adam ruins everything. Oh, that guy. Gotcha. Okay. So, so what did he yeah. do? Did he do something was special he doing during the a regular strike? Thing on the yeah, strike? about he about was, once a week, he would have like. A press conference, although there was really more of just like a speaker's corner thing going on. Mm-hmm. And man, he just like he had this ability to explain the current situation. You know, like here's what's going on. Ooh, just so entertaining, so entertaining. Cool. Oh, just, well, and he he and was like one of the the um, leaders, whatever the reps for yeah. the Writers Guild. So yeah, he's he a board, was, apparently a board member since 2021 of the WGA. Oh, yep. so he's a big booster of the... Uh, I'm not saying I wanted that strike to go on. Like, these people, I feel so <laughs> sorry for them. Like, they're all uh, like on at the risk of losing their apartments and stuff. They're standing outside. But uh, there were just parts of it that were so entertaining and uplifting. That's cool. Anyway, huh? that's there, that. Yeah. There you go. Uh, well, I guess, you know, go watch the archives of it and pretend the strike's still on, I guess. People. There, you, mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Uh, we're going to do some recommendals today. We're going to start with Brian, and uh, I see a clip. I'll push it when you tell me to. What do you got here? Yeah. So um, this one, uh, 
I was wondering when which of the four of us would get to this one first. Uh, apparently, I did, and um, I enjoyed it tremendously, especially the soundtrack. So, if you did hear me talk about this on FilmSec, then it's going to be a little bit of a spoil, spoiled, uh, spoiler alert, spoil, spoiled alert, spoiled alert. Is. Sure, that's oh, a spoiled alert. Um, yeah, let's get to the clip. All right, here you go. Mom, it's okay. He's just a friend. Sigh. Silence! I could smell you from over there. Oh, you stink. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're smelling love on me? Gross. If your father find out, fire and water cannot be together. I prove it. Come with me. I splash this on your heart to bring love to the surface. And then you must light these with your fire, and I read the smoke. Cinder? <gasps> My dad, you have to go. Wait, are we a match? What's going on? <laughs> Sounds like uh, a good time in some sort of animated town somewhere. It is a good time in an animated town. It's uh, elemental uh, or forces of nature in some countries. Uh, this is the newest uh, deal from Pixar, and it is, uh, it's fantastic. It is so sweet and creates this incredible world that, that uh, man, I want to live in. I want to visit this world because it's so um colorful and bright and everything makes noise when you walk on it and bump into it and stuff like that it's uh uh it's it's great and it's kind of like a a little um uh, a play on uh you're you've got kind of a little bit of a romeo and juliet thing you've got a little bit of kind of an immigration thing in a big city and how different parts of the of the culture don't like other parts of the culture and treat them differently and that sort of thing uh, but basically it's a it's a world in which you've got people made of all four different elements fire water earth and wind and how they coexist and play off of each other in this um in this interesting uh, world um you heard let's see I, I know you heard leah lewis there and uh uh shyla omni i think um, who you didn't hear, who I always enjoy watching, is a guy named Mamadou Athi or Athi. Um, I recommend recommended him a while back for a really bizarre horror movie or horror series called Archive Eighty One on Netflix. I guess a long time ago, last year. But it's this um, this weird apartment building with a uh, um, a portal to who knows where. Uh, if you've not seen Archive 81, it's, it is worth um, checking out. But he, he plays the, 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 the dude made of water. Lee Lewis plays the uh, woman made, made out of fire. Bernie, or I'm sorry, um, Cinder? No, Ember. Ember. Oh, those are all good names for fire people. I like they're all, all They're all names of fire people. Her parents are Bernie and Cinder, and she's named uh, <laughs> That's her name's Ember. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, you figure out, like, you watch this thing, and it's like, you see you hear a hundred different puns for great... Uh, uh, great elemental names for for your children. It's really really good. Yeah. But here's the thing that that blew me away about this movie was the soundtrack. It's uh, Thomas Newman's soundtrack, and there's a you've got your your quote unquote your single your vocal single in there by a guy named Love uh, called um, Steal the Show. I think it is. Uh, but the rest of the soundtrack is just this gorgeous like <clears throat> Avatar 
you know, wondrous, unusual instruments doing this kind of flowing, not as boring as new age, but kind of those, that same, those same kinds of instruments. Um, this amazing, amazing soundtrack. And it's really, uh, it's just beautiful. What was the, the online hate for this movie? Cause I agree. Was I there online it. hate? I don't, there, was there? There was a lot of, yeah. I mean, it's an immigrant story. And I, I, I want to say when it came out, there was a lot of like negative buzz about interesting. About like it. they're, and it, and like it they're, didn't do well. It did not do well in the theaters. Well, they no, marketed it, really it like poop. They're, I don't know what happened with the marketing, but it felt like they barely marketed it to me. Yeah. Um, I only knew about it because I saw one flash of something somewhere. I don't even remember where it was. And I went, oh, there's a new Pixar mm-hmm. movie. I, I need to remember that. And then nothing. No other like internet campaigns or any of this stuff. And I don't know why that is, although it feels like the last few Pixar movies have been a little bit undermarketed. A little lackluster. And it's probably, it was released the same uh, weekend as The Flash and The Blackening, but I think it is a matter of people saying, oh, you know, this will be on Disney Plus in about three months. I can wait. There is some you of know, that, that, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to see it. Yeah, $489 million worldwide, which... Um, uh, isn't bad. But no, that's uh, that's profitable. Not bad at all. That made yeah. money. Uh, let's see. I just read some one star reviews, and I just don't even want to talk about it. It's really? Oh, I'm curious so. now. <laughs> I mean, it's got it's, Rotten Tomatoes, seventy four from critics, ninety three from audience. That's oh, pretty strong. Yeah. It seems all right. Pretty darn yeah. strong. And you've got yeah. uh, Wendy McClendon Covey in there. She's there's you can't name anything that she's done that's not good. Uh, Catherine O'Hara. She's great also. Oh my god. Does um, she does she sound a little bit like Moira? I she sounds a lot like she sounds a lot like Moira. She's a mom. <laughs> She's the the water mom. Great. <laughs> she should lean I into really, it. It's not uh, a problem. It's I good. I really believe they could make a Shits Creek movie and make a lot of money. I really believe that. Oh yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. Well, let's see how the uh let's see how the community movie does and then we'll look at, <laughs> look at Shits Creek. <laughs> Looks like one of the chief complaints from critics is that it's a lot like Inside Out meets Zootopia. Um, but sure, but well, it doesn't. I'm saying the complaints from viewers is just this. Oh, Disney's so woke. I oh, hate who this. gives a I, shit about oh. those buttholes? They can go suck on a hot rock. F those guys. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I, I I I guess I could see it if people feel like it's derivative of those two movies mushed together. Uh, you know, conceptually, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, it's, a, it's a world where everything is this other thing that that is usually just a small part of our world here, and it's a whole world made of that thing. Yeah. So sure, it's gonna it's gonna be derivative of uh, Zootopia and Inside Out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's 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 a really sweet story. The um the story itself, you know, obviously just it's it's pretty tropey as far as like the boy meets girl, they come from different worlds kind of thing. But the um it's all the creative things that they do in this world that you'd have to figure out when you've got fire elements and water elements and and you know, wind and earth that uh that have a weird reaction to one another in, <laughs> in nature. And so you've got to have, have this, uh, this world that kind of supports it. And it's, um, uh, it's very cleverly done. And anyone who watches this, if you don't just fall in love with the soundtrack, I, I, we can't be friends. I know I need to hurry and see it so I can then go crazy. I've been tempted since you said that, cause it sounds like my yeah. jam to listen to that yeah. soundtrack independently. You certainly could. But- it's not going to spoil anything. If you listen to the soundtrack, I was just, do you ever have that thing though, where you're like, if you saw the movie and fell in love with it and the soundtrack impact, like the Dune soundtrack really got under my skin. I loved it. 
Yeah. And I yeah. always wonder if I'd feel the same if I had only heard mm, the soundtrack and never seen it. the movie. Sure. So I'm not oh, saying that's just true here. This may, you know, there's plenty of soundtracks that that overwhelm the source material and are awesome on their own. But I always just get this feeling of like, well, I should see it and then I'll binge the music and I don't know why. There you go. No, it's probably better because yeah, having the the memory of the movie and those those visual elements, no pun intended, to go along with the music. Um Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I want to see sense. it. Van's been uh he's been watching it nonstop and every time I see him he's like, "Pops, you want to see Elemental?" and I'm like, "Oh, good." I'm like, Excellent. "Yes, I do. I don't know when. We never have time for anything around here, but we'll we'll try to get it in." That sounds great. Interesting. And I just uh found out that this is one of the most expensive animated films ever made with a budget of uh 200 million. Oh my. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. Some techniques used that uh, cost a lot or something. Weird. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, the, the, just the fire effects, like it, figuring out how to make something look like it's on fire. The noses on all the fire people look like they move just perfectly like little flames as they're talking. And it's, uh, it's incredible. Well, I'm it's glad so to hear they doubled their, uh, that's a what is that? That's a lot. Of, that's a good yeah. profit. They yeah, did they all right. More than doubled their uh, right exactly their budget. If yeah. I've learned anything about Disney in the last few, 146 days, that's what they care about most. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the only thing. They yeah. <laughs> Might be the only thing they care about. Um, excellent. Yeah. Let's move on yeah. to uh, Randy. Let's do you next. What's your uh, your clip about here? I just uh, wanted to watch a good movie. And I'm really, really fascinated by good movies lately. Like what, what is something, you know, that's 20 or 30 or 40 years old and is highly regarded, right? Sometimes that changes over time. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so I just found myself going down into this really good movie that you're going to recognize as soon as you start playing the clip. It's the very beginning of the movie. Uh, like the first things that you hear when you watch this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it is, uh, it was spectacular. I just really, really enjoyed revisiting this one. Here is your clip. Day 1000 of the Siege of Seattle. The Muslim community demands an end to the army's occupation of mosques. The Homeland Security Bill is ratified. After eight years, British borders will remain closed. The deportation of illegal immigrants will continue. Good morning. Our lead story. The world was stunned today by the death of Diego Ricardo, the youngest person on the planet. Baby Diego was stabbed outside a bar in Buenos Aires after refusing to sign an autograph. Witnesses at the scene say that Diego spat in the face of a fan who asked for an autograph. He was killed in the ensuing brawl. The fan was later beaten to death by the angry crowd. It's such an unforgettable intro sequence to that I movie. know. And it's just everybody's standing around in a shop looking at a TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, our main character walks in and tries to buy something and then walks out. And then, unbelievably, <laughs> everything, the whole tone changes. Yeah. Radically. And it's all one shot, right? If I remember right. So many shots yeah. in Children of Men are this single long take. So many shots. Yeah, it's a um, it's an all time great like, movie. So good. I hadn't even thought of that. I like when I was rewatching it just yesterday. I was just like, oh, this is, uh, this is like a great movie. Al- Alfonso Cuarón is like really, you know, like really fine, uh, you know, filmmaker. Uh, but I just hadn't even. I wasn't thinking it all through, you know. Mm-hmm. And like watching it, I was just <laughs> overwhelmed at how. Uh, the 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 techniques used and 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 the you know the cinematography the 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 sound effects everything it's just an insanely good movie. Yeah. You don't really answer the question though why 
what's happening. Right. And I, of and course, I, don't went, like that. <laughs> I started watching, I started watching all of the children of men behind the scenes and making of stuff on YouTube. And they, uh, they actually, the people asked Kuro that many times. Why, why, why don't you, uh, answer any questions? And he's like, well, because I think that makes the film better. Mm. And, uh, like he really, uh, so the book is different. This, this is a movie based on a book that you should read. It's a great book. But uh, for some reason, the people making this film ha- didn't want to go directly from the book. Uh, they felt like uh, it's, uh, visual storytelling is different. And... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It, just like the book, they... Did the book say why? Yes. <laughs> I did it. Okay. okay. I'll yes. read the book. The, I'll read the, the book, book. Find out why. You should. You should. But I just want you to know the book is very religious. And and so the movie, they, they didn't want that. They didn't want to make it a, sort of like a deconstruction of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And and so the, the and they succeeded, in my opinion. And it's just like uh, yeah. one of these one of these movies that has gotten better over over time somehow yeah like that's the, that's the main my main takeaway like i uh, just like what well, there's a scene where it goes on for like six minutes straight it's one take that's an action sequence and i was just blown away by where the camera went and and what the actors were all doing yeah. uh we're, we're talking about uh julianne moore um the the heavy in this movie is Ch- chavetel ijafor mm-hmm. uh it's you know like plays such a great bad guy yeah, yeah, he's he's great. Uh, you you mentioned, I guess, Michael Caine. I forgot he was in this, but he's in that. Plays Jasper. Do you think of the scene um, when they're trying to get on the ship when they go through all those stops? I think of that scene quite a quite a lot more than I realize. Yeah, because it's a very like hard scene. Like it's a continuous shot of like going through this thing and. It sticks with you. We can give so. we can give the quick synopsis here because it's not a spoiler. But in 2027, not that far from now, gosh, this, no, just a few years in the future. Yeah, this movie came out in 06, so this is where their heads are at. Anyway, 27 uh, in 2077 or 20. Sorry, I've been playing cyberpunk. 2027 is a chaotic world in which women have somehow become infertile. This is the question that Nicole is annoyed they never answer. A former activist agrees to help and transport a miraculously pregnant woman to a sanctuary at sea. Um, that's really a very basic description of what this movie is, yeah, but it's a, basic. it's an amazing yeah. premise because that premise is like uh, some amazing drama and sort of what if questions come out of it. It's great. It reminds me of why the last man without, without the humor. And mm. I mean the comic right. not the show. And um, this, and this movie uh, has these two moments of, I don't want to call them comic relief, but just like not intense uh, action. And they're, they're like really memorable moments that i'm glad i i rewatched because i like i say i saw this back when it came out i wasn't uh, you know i wasn't really retaining a lot and it's just uh, it's like it's a towering like criterion collection level film um 
the the story like it's so straightforward and basic but there's all of these layers to it and people like michael kane are are where they are um he plays you know a friend of clive owens an older guy and he just like lives out in the woods with his wife who's uh catatonic and the performance is beautiful you just want to listen to michael kane forever yeah he's great and things happen to characters you don't expect to happen mm-hmm. like you know no this thing goes uh, places God, it's been forever since i've seen it i Game think i do need to give a new, a new watch where'd you it say randy on, on max or where it is on amazon prime right prime. now <laughs> That's a, i was just like right now i don't know where right it's now be yeah late. exactly ask um, me tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh, really good transfer. Like I say, incredible sound. I was just uh, like everything says ten out of ten. I'm surprised this isn't in like the IMDb top fifty of well, all time. Well, it's in the top. So on Rotten Tomatoes, it's ninety two. On it's it's a little lower on uh, Children of Men because my guess is because idiots can vote there. It's a lot of it's based on their its themes and people thinking that stuff is. Everyone thinks everything's woke now. Freaking F off. It's 2006. It's a long time ago. But I think that happens a lot on IMDb and it bums me out. But um, I couldn't agree with you more. Just one of my, I don't know, top 10 movies. So good. It's a movie you really have to pay attention to. Um, There's tons and tons and tons of symbolism. And the symbolism is always what you see and not necessarily what the characters say. So I could see like... This is not uh, like, uh, you know, Brian Dunaway's movies where you just put it on and then you do housework. Um, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you really got to pay attention. And that can be um, that can be uh, something that that makes people feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he um, he's been a little uh, Caron, who I love as a director, hasn't done much. Uh, He had a big chunk of time between there. The last thing he did before this was Roma, which is 2018. Mm um yeah. that's a chunk of t- chunk of time not a fan of that even though it was an oscar uh <laughs> big yeah. oscar favorite but i i did not enjoy roma i can't believe gravity was 2013 holy crap wow that was a while ago, ago. yeah apparently um and again i just watched a bunch of behind the scenes stuff apparently he started making this movie and then got asked to make harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban and he went off to make that movie so this movie has like it's like chunky. (laughs) Like there's parts that were set in stone before he went and made another movie and then parts after. And, and he says that he learned a lot. Like he became a much better filmmaker making a Harry Potter movie. And like, I I hope that's true. I just uh, like, I feels to me like every part of this movie is, is something that you should uh, study. If you love film, I have a, I have a weird retro. I like, I didn't like it at the time, but I think Harry Potter three might be my favorite in retrospect because of just the tone he changed things into mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't like it because we went from disneyland to kind of dark which the books do in book three so i don't to me it yeah. felt right to do that and a lot of people struggled with it the kids in it were older all that stuff but that introduced lupin one of my favorite actors of all time oh. playing him david thulis yeah like what an amazing entry that is if you go back and watch them all i think three is pretty badass it's very good yeah, uh well and, great and there you go yeah go ahead and you can you can see it you can see if you watch you should maybe watch both of them because it, they really do have a similar look mm. uh children of men is you know futuristic but uh a dark ugly future that doesn't have a lot of like flashy technology he actually says like i want this to be the anti-blade runner and that's a really good description yeah. of it I think. yeah yeah, I would oh, yeah. even argue if you want to see if you want the some of the vibes of Blade Runner, but 
the the story of that world twisted in a different direction, this is a perfect movie for you. Mm-hmm. Like it's I was very actually thinking bleak, while watching Children know? of Men that there are post-apocalyptic movies, right? And there's everything else. Everything else you might call a pre-apocalyptic movie, sure. right? But there's post-apocalyptic <laughs> movies. This is not that. This yeah. is no. mid-apocalypse yeah, movie. Yeah. The yeah, apocalypse right. is ongoing yeah. in this movie, and that's so unique. Yeah. I'm really not used to movies that are in the middle of everything falling apart. It really does make things. The leftovers kind of. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Leftovers definitely had that feeling of we're in the middle of it, you know, good comparison. Uh, And you kind of want, you want, it's more intense because it seems like all the, all the norms are falling apart and you really want to jump to the part where you're just fighting over gas and everyone's, you know, Mad Max town, because then at least things are simple. We need gas, Mm -hmm. go to gas town to get gas. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. it's simple in a way. Whereas right. this stuff is complicated. It's like you're all... trying to course correct and you're trying to fix things during while, while, while shit's going down. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Uh, go check it out. That's on prime children of men. Great movie. Uh, Nicole, your turn. What do you, I, I have a clip for you. So uh, what do you want to say to set this up here? I don't know if this is a recommendation. <laughs> what did I want to say? Um, uh, did, I, you, I, did you go in the other room? Is your phone in the other room now? Or? Oh, yeah, Mark, you just... Mark took my phone. Oh, <laughs> Took my phone and I forgot I was connected to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know the microphone you're on. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is a good, a good um, indication. Uh, so, what I said was I don't know if this is a recommendation. Mm. Uh, oh. I do know that I miss watching Shit's Creek. And mm-hmm. it's this stars Annie Murphy. Um, it is a animated. Um, sitcom so it's like mm-hmm. 20 30 minutes it's it's really weird the premise is weird it's it's just it's one of those when you get into the realm of animation you're like is this kind of archer simpsons you kind of look at you know what's taken place over the last you know 20 some odd years sure adult animation so this of course is an adult cartoon um i'm on episode three and i'm continuing to watch because i Annie Murphy's character reminds me so much of um, Alexis. Oh, really? Okay. I I want to just keep watching for that reason alone. Yeah. <laughs> Sold. I There's love also yeah, I a character in it's this morning again. Show. Sorry, sorry, that was supposed oh, to be. Go ahead. I was just going to say, there's a character in in this cartoon that reminds me of Mutt in Schitt's Creek Two, and that oh. is played, I believe, by John uh, Chow. Yeah, John Chow, John Chow, right? Yeah, John, John Chow. 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 Chow, not Chow. John Chow is awesome. So, Love that guy. There you go. Uh, well, here it is. Setup. It's on Hulu. Hulu, and I will play it now. It's great that it's on Hulu because it's also a freebie thing, right? And those have commercials. Uh, so. Freeform. Or Freeform, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, here it is. I'll play it now. I guess that's a Whoops, good. that's me. Here we go. This is hers. It's morning again. The sun is shining. The goats are screaming. <laughs> And I'm still here, despite the fact that last night I witnessed someone get ritualistically murdered by my dad's cult that I just inherited. Oh, here we go. What the? I'm Petey. I had it all. Mother! Here. What's this? It's a message from your father. It's me, your father! The community of New Utopia is all yours. I just needed to figure out my place in my dead dad's weird town. Uh, I'm walking here. 
The great daughter, she's arrived! I'm very curious about this. <laughs> Definitely hear Stephen Root. Right? <laughs> Stephen Root did, is so noticeable. Yeah. Did you hear Alan Tudyk? Yeah, I heard he Alan was, Tudyk in there. He was the celebrity that was murdered. Oh. So this, this is a this is a Greg Daniels uh what's his name? King of the Hill guy, uh Beavis and Butthead. Um oh, uh, uh, their Mike executive Judge. producers, cool. Mike Judge. Yes, Mike Judge. Yeah. yeah. I think so this is uh Praise Petey. And Annie Murphy is Petra or PD as her nickname. Um, and she lives in New York City. And <laughs> so there's a whole scene of her living in New York City. And it's just silly. It's just a silly cartoon. Um, don't go into this expecting anything but silly and okay. ridiculous. Uh, and, Keenan uh, Thompson's in this? I didn't know Keenan Thompson. That? I didn't know Keenan Thompson. Oh, yeah, Keenan Thomas is one of the elders, I think. Thomas. Yeah. Uh, so she inherits this cult. A uh, town called New Utopia from her father, who is played by Stephen Root, yeah. and he will show up through video, video you know, tape throughout. Um, he's shown up in every episode so far, but uh, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I, again, I'm just watching it because I'm not <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, just, you haven't. You're not 100 percent sold on it yet. Right, but you're, and I'm yeah. hoping yeah. more episodes I watch, the more I'll get to know the characters. And, sure. Yeah. I think this looks great. This sounds like right up my jam. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the whole thing. I didn't even know this was a thing being made. Uh, there you go. There's Praise a. PD. There's a. Um. Who's the other? Oh, James Hong's in this. He's only in four episodes, but I'd love. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I hung. I hang up. Caught right. <laughs> One of the um, things that you experience is like all of the people that live in this town, they have a purpose, they have a job. Um, there's a human shih tzu that warms, that used to warm her father's feet. <laughs> I just love the phrase okay, human shih tzu. Yeah, just human shih tzu. What a weird thing. Is it a giant human oh. shih tzu? <laughs> trying to see this show creator. It's a, a, a woman. Oh, she's Anna, Anna, Anna Dresden. From Saturday Night uh, Live, SNL lady. Yeah, right? she was uh, the head writer for a couple of years and then uh, quit early in the, didn't quit, but she just left Saturday Night Live to do better things in mm. the early pandemic. Yeah. Uh, she's incredible. She used to she used to do stand-up. I've, I've seen some of her clips on TikTok. She's oh, wow. She wrote, didn't we, someone here recommended Murderville, didn't they? Yeah, the one with uh, did. Will yeah. Arnett. That was uh, that was one of her. Oh, she yeah. wrote that or co-wrote it. Is that it. one of hers? Oh, I love Murderville. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's cool. Only certain episodes, though, because sometimes they get actors in that don't know how to improv. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a sucker. Awesome. As you'll hear from today's recommendal, I'm a sucker for adult uh, goofball animation. So this is mm -hmm. totally up my alley. I'm really glad you brought and if this you, today. Did you watch Shit's Creek? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I think we've seen it six times through something like that. <laughs> yeah. So you'll probably, yeah. I love, I love Annie Murphy. She so. can do no wrong. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her, 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 her quick little stint in uh black mirror was amazing. I love that. Oh God. Yeah. Um, okay. Hey, Let's before we oh, move yeah. on, go ahead. How often do you guys think about the Roman empire? <laughs> oh my gosh. We did this yesterday. Uh, we do. Uh, what did we say, Brian? Kind of hardly ever. I think of I've Egyptian. I've thought about how dumb this meme is a lot since <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, this thing Bart, really took he off. Was, he looked at me and goes, never. Yeah. Why in yeah. the world are you asking me? Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. They we uh, So I was talking to Kim about it yesterday because we had talked about it on the show and I carried over into that conversation. And I was really trying to think, like, when do I think about it? Yeah. It's very, it's only when I'm, if it's some documentary or I'm thinking of a movie I like, and it happens to be set in that time, 
or whatever. So it's maybe Caligula, I don't know, once it? a month or something. Yeah, definitely Caligula. <laughs> oh my right. god! Yeah. Um, nice poll there. And you said Caligula perfectly. That was amazing. <laughs> I, I just expected something different. I don't know why. But anyway, uh, but then, I, but I realized I think more about ancient Egyptian society way more than I do the Roman Empire. I oh, think that's, it's that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know, and I think that's an art thing or a, a aesthetic. I love the desert. I like big big stone things. You know, yeah, something about that way more interesting to me. So I don't know. Yeah, the meme's weird. It's got a selection yeah. bias because the only videos you see are the ones where the guy goes yeah all the time, and of course those are the ones that go up. Of course. Oh no, I've oh. seen some where the guys are like, "What are you talking about?" Well, yeah, you're Never. gonna have the counter ones, sure, but I don't know why yeah. it became so big. It's such a dumb thing. The, the well, current thing is to go to your spouse and ask them yeah. if they've ever heard of the singer that Travis Kelsey is making famous right now. Oh. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. It's uh, Terry Swift or something like that something or like that. Tanya Swift, something. <laughs> By the way, uh, Panera did uh, not a joke, just launched their Roman Empire menu. Shut up. Really? Uh, I'm not kidding. But it's not yeah. tied to this. This is for like. Is it, it is absolutely. Salad? It is absolutely tied to this. Okay, yes. now I really hate this meme. Because <laughs> when exactly. the meme starts it's to get co-opted, variations of Caesar salads. Yeah, it, it is, and like macaroni and cheese, and yeah. Exactly. When people co-opt memes and to capitalize on them, I've yes. had it. I've had it with the memes. Yes. That's, that's the only thing worse than this meme is, <laughs> is, is when uh, people jumping on the bandwagon. Companies man. jump on the bandwagon for it. Yeah. Uh, I know, Claire. That's my point. Uh, anyway, let's get to my clip here. Uh, this is a clip of a show that is, you're going to hear it and go, wait, Scott, I'm pretty sure you recommended this before. You're as close as you'll ever be, even though it is 100% a show I have not recommended. But it's going to sound extremely familiar to people who maybe took me up on a previous recommendation. And there's a reason why. I'll get to that in a second. Here you go. I guess it's a good trip. It was a good trip. I must have banged 10 whores on that trip. <laughs> well, come again? Tim, I'm not going to lie to you. 10 whores? I'm a different man on the road, Tim. To say the least. This is going to be great. Me and you no. and loose in Sin City. What's happening to you? Sin City. That's not a nickname. It's a nickname for Cincinnati. We're going to Sin City. <laughs> no Sin one calls City. It that. Here we come. Are you with me? I'm not at all. You're gonna be. All right, Marty. Let's just relax. Why don't you sleep? I can't. I would need to like take something, and I don't want to be medicated when we land, because then I'll be out. When we, I need to be up and out when we go in. We get those bitches. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is. <laughs> This is a cartoon. Um, a lot of it is improv, but a lot of that is true of the one I recommended earlier. So that voice is familiar to a lot of people. It's Steve Deldarian. He's the creator and the lead character in a show called The Life and Times of Tim. And I recommended previously a show called 10-Year-Old Tom. Remember this? Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. And yeah. a lot of that same cast, uh, especially Deldarian, <laughs> are in this. This is his animated show from 08 to 2012. I don't know where it was originally. My guess is Adult Swim or something. It's on HBO, or sorry, Max now. Uh, but this is old. It, it came out in 08, ended in 2012. And I was hesitant to check it out because I, I felt like after I'd seen uh, 10-year-old Tom, I thought, well, th you know, this is kind of awesome and I love this. I don't mm -hmm. necessarily see, need to see what the proto thing was because that even the name's so familiar. Like, I just, I just thought you could just do this mm -hmm. twice. Is this the same show? And it turns out... It was a mistake to ignore it. It's very funny. It's a lot more adult, uh, as you may have told or been <laughs> felt there uh, from yeah. that clip. Um, 
than than uh, than the ten year old Tom one. Ten year old Tom has definitely got adult moments, and there's a couple of swears, but it definitely f- it's more focused on hey, these are all ten year old kids uh, who, with adult voices that are all having weird experiences, and it's still adult. I wouldn't you know put a little kid sure. in front of it, sure. But the life and times of Tim definitely a lot more adult, and I loved it. I loved this series. Um, all the seasons are up on Max. And there are there's a great bunch of cast in here that that are uh, specific to this show. Nick Kroll plays his best friend Stu. So this is before Nick Kroll got a, a slew of his own animated shows. Belt. Yeah, he's very funny in it. Um, uh, Eddie, Edie McClure, you know her from uh, uh, <laughs> he's well, a, from uh, Ferris Bueller's <laughs> Day yeah. Off. Yeah, the sec- she's the school secretary in Ferris Bueller. The jocks, the dweebs. Yeah, <laughs> she's the your F lady in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Anyway. Right. Amazing actress, been around forever. She's in this. She is so. She plays this character named Helen at his office. She is so freaking funny in this. I see that your brother Matt is in this. That's yeah, Matt Johnson's in this. Uh, he plays Rodney. Sure. I don't know. That guy doesn't even have an IMDb photo, so I'm not sure what else he does. I guess I could dig in, but um, they're we, all we very all good. Uh, Melanie the, Linsky, uh, I like her. Uh, who here's else? something funny. This is the first HBO animated program since Todd Far- Todd McFarlane's Spawn. So when oh, this originally wow. aired. Um, and got picked up by HBO in 2008. It was the first animated thing since Spawn, which was wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. Listening to the clip, I kind of felt like it was about 15 years old. I could feel like there's like Mm -hmm. some things about how you write comedy changed. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe after this. I don't know. Like, like uh, the 10 year old Tom sounds. It's it's the same exact kind of thing. It's the same cadence. He's the same voice uh he hasn't changed that up at all it's it's all very improv and and uncomfortable and moments of like why would this character say this sort of thing um mm-hmm. the art and the animation is intentionally terrible it, you know it's cheap but but in a stylistic way like it's meant to be it's, it's clear to, that that's meant to be that way and i yeah. just had a great time with it it's God. so many great so guest funny. stars too. Uh, Will Forte, Jason Mitsukis, who we'd never, none of us had ever heard of him in 2010. I don't think that was before, you know, Derek on mm-hmm. uh, a good place <laughs> and stuff like that. Right. Um, Aziz Ansari, Jennifer Coolidge, JK Simmons. Oh yeah. Alfred Merlina, Philip Baker Hall. Holy cow. They yeah. Were great. Right. Like it's surprising how much, how good the, the guest stars won. And that one with, um, uh, Philip Baker Hall was, oh, I don't even want to give it away why that was funny. There's just, really, it's all just very situational and dry and, and Nick Kroll's Stu character is freaking great. Uh, his boss paid by Peter Giles, who I've never heard of before. It plays the guy named the boss and he is so funny. I don't, I don't know what it is. Just appeals to me. Highly recommend it. Uh, give it a shot and see what you think. And then if you like it, I'll bet you move on to 10 year old Tom and enjoy that. And that stuff's new. Those are all like, yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That is my submission this week. It's up on Max and Brian, of course, has dutifully put all of these selections up on quicktms.li for you to go and find easily. Hey Scott, I wanted to I wanted to give you an update on a little uh, public wager that you made last week. Go you for said it. The, you said that you were wagering that Expendables Four would not do that well. Yeah. Uh, it it was number two at the box office behind the Nun Two. So how was I the think money? You're correct. It yeah. looked like number two when I saw the trailer. Yeah. How's it? Did it what was the box office take? Just curious as a comparative number. Uh, the weekend, its opening weekend was eight million, which is Ooh. not good enough. That's I don't bad. Know. Yeah. No. That's really bad for a movie with all those people in it. 
<laughs> exactly. That's one. That's half of one person's salary for that yeah. movie, and not yep. even one of the big ones. <laughs> and my whole take isn't that it would be bad. It's that it's that people don't have the appetite for that right now. I don't yeah. think right. anyone yeah. wants there to was see an, an there was an movie. ad where they were saying this is going to be a box office smash, and you just said no, it's not. It's no way. <laughs> There's no way. It just didn't feel right. You know what I think will be big hits are like this weird. Uh, what is it? The creator. This new science yeah. fiction thing. Oh, I'm excited about that. I'm very excited. You're going to see that in theaters, Brian, probably, right? Yeah, we're going to see that this weekend using up the Alamo draft. That's right. Gareth House. Edwards. I love his. <laughs> I love Gareth Edwards in general. Um, yeah. As far as you know, movies, I really liked his uh, uh, Rogue One was awesome. I loved Rogue One. Rogue One. I know that's some people are torn on that, but his Godzilla movie was really cool, I thought. Um, but people are like all up their own butts about this movie. I'm very excited uh, to check that out. Um, all right. Oh, Ken Watanabe's in that? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ralph Innocent? Oh, man. All right. There you go. I'll uh, let you know on Monday how it was. Yes. We'll get a review from Brian. Nicole, uh, anything yeah. going on there you want to tell fine folks about? Uh, nope. There's nothing going on. Nothing going on. <laughs> tell Mark. <laughs> just working. I'm just working on the Wood Whisperer, getting videos out. Mark just did a video about C Channel, if you want to learn about C Channel. Oh, that's cool. You should tell him to make a video about how to steal your wife's phone while she's recording a podcast. Sure. That's what you should do. I like that. He's a master. <laughs> he is the master. <laughs> Uh, tell him hi to the kids, of course. We'll see you soon. Randy, anything going on in your world? Uh, uh, things are blowing up a little bit on WoW with the Mets and news, but... Uh, uh, I will uh, I will be seeing you on FilmSec this weekend. Yeah. We're watching uh, Cabin in the Woods, and it's going to be yeah. fun. Yeah, Cabin Woo! in the Woods, you guys. You quit begging us to do it. We're finally doing it. I love it when we finally That's cross right. those Rubicons, you know? Starting uh, October on the 1st of October. We are dedicated, my friends. Darn right. Nice. Uh, we'll see you this weekend for that. Thank you for hanging with us. All right, everybody. It's going to do it for us with the exception of this. Got one more thing for you. Yeah. yeah. Another fine uh, phone call. This is uh, about Brian and his Tina voice. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's see what we got. Hey, Scott. This is Craig from South Carolina. I had an idea for you. You've trained AI voice synthesizers to different voices. What about taking Brian doing Tina's voice and training an AI for that? Love the show, though. Bye. <laughs> I'd do that. I would totally yeah. do that. You'd have you to send to record, me. Would he like 30 seconds of me doing the Tina voice? We could actually do it like... Let's do it in post because it'll be hard here because I'd have to cut the file and I want to okay. do that. But in post, right. we'll do, uh, you don't even need that. Like 10 seconds is all we need. I want to, okay, 10 seconds I can do. I can give you 10 seconds to do Yeah, this. and you can read anything or whatever yeah. whatever makes yeah. it easy for you. We'll, we'll train it live. Okay. And then we'll put it, I'll make <laughs> it happen right then and then we'll hear it and see what it does. Fantastic. All and right. Then I'll, and then good. I'll make sure to play it on the next show so that this guy gets his, uh, gets his dream or whatever. Perfect. Uh, thank you for that and your uh, your calls in general. We love getting these. 801-471-0462. You can leave a voicemail. And if you're like, I'm too shy, well, that's fine too because you can leave a text there. Same number. Super easy. Easy peasy. Or if you'd rather email us the old-fashioned way, you can do that at uh, themorningstream at gmail.com. Even better, you can join us on Patreon where, man, too many cool things are happening to mention them all. I just started putting together the art for the month, and it's good stuff this month. So people at that level, you're going to be stoked. Brian's got those magnets coming for a lot of you guys. Mm -hmm. You're going to be stoked. You're getting content every day that you don't get if you're not a, a member. You never get any ads. You get the couch parties on the weekend. 
It's too good to pass up for as low as we charge. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash TMS. And now, one of the great benefits of a daily morning show, Brian and a final music selection for the end of the show. Brian, take it away. That's right. We've actually even talked about this one. Uh, <laughs> Icor wrote in and said, hey, sporty and baby. Look at that. We have an S and B right there. Aww. This is for Brian. First to 11 just released their cover of Wannabe. Consider this an open request to play the cover any day. Brian doesn't have a song to play. Let's test the ship's phasers to make sure the original hunk ah still works. All right, here we go. Oh, definitely not it. Just a second. Uh, is it this one? All right, here we go. I don't know. Like- gosh, dang it. <laughs> Let's test the ship's phasers. All right, honk. Here's the honk. Honk. Nope. There he is. All right, I'm going to work it go. out. I'll get it figured out. Wow. All right. Wow. Thanks a lot, Icor. I feel uh, like he Glo- knew what he was Ho-Jo doing. Joe signed Icor. Jeez, uh, yeah, hilarious. All right, so this this is the brand new song from First to Eleven, a band that we've played a bunch here on the show, um, mostly Foo Fighter covers, believe it or not. Yeah. But uh, they are fantastic and incredible uh, voices. Uh, here's the weird thing: this song still not purchasable on um, the streaming services, so I had to uh, grab it another way. But as soon as it's available, I will be buying it. Here is their cover of the Spice Girls' "Wannabe." Nice. Oh, you can't. Oh, it's streaming, but not buyable. That's what you mean. Correct. Could, okay. Right. Streaming, but not purchasable. That makes sense. Yeah, I found it on. Um, that's it's a on long Apple story. I, and, I, yeah. I get with Brian and go, hey, Brian, check these guys out. They're really awesome. And he's like, yeah, they were awesome like the four times we played them on the show already. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, it's one of these things where I don't remember. Great. That's Wonderful. all right. That's all right. They're, they're right really good, band. though. I went yeah. down a rabbit hole. I've got a playlist now. Oh, they're, they're so good. They're great. They're real good. Yeah. yeah. All right. That is it for that. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here and just trying to find my app. There we go. We'll be back tomorrow with one more show for the week. We'll see you then.
Get more at frogpants.com. Oh, that's windy. <laughs>